yeah, man. Um, it was a beautiful day in the paradise here in San Diego. We're unofficially <laughs> sponsored by Red Bull. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes, you are. sponsored by Red Bull, maybe. His yeah. energy he, level is sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm through the roof. I got wings. Right <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, What's going on, you guys? How's everything going? Um, we have a special guest tonight we with do. us. We do. Yes. Hello. I'm Michelle. We had to put some pretty faces on this because, you know, <laughs> we can't be the only pretty ones on the podcast. You know what I mean? No. Um, we have my friend Michelle on the podcast. She's a Muay Thai fighter, uh, kickboxer here in San Diego. Um, we going to talk about yourself a little bit uh, we, before we get started. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Um, what do you guys want to know? <laughs> I just want to say uh, disclaimer. Don't be be creepy in her DMs and stuff like that. because We know how y'all get down, <laughs> especially MMA folks, man. You know, but yeah, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah talk yeah. about yourself tell me what you're about what do you do um welcome to the podcast and um yeah thank you a little bit um well my name is michelle chan yeah. um originally from san francisco bay area um and then i moved down here um 2007 to go to college okay never left clearly um That's and normal. since then um you know just been loving the weather here yes um as far as martial arts goes i started out with capoeira um the Brazilian martial art, yeah. like, you know, it's very dance-like. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that, f- I trained that for the better part of a decade before mm. I found Muay Thai. And that became uh, my passion. Muay so, Thai. Muay Thai, yeah. I don't understand why people don't, like, Muay Thai is not like a, a prominent, like, martial arts, you know what I mean, for when it comes to entertainment. I don't understand why UFC is bigger than in Muay Thai. Can well, you, um, can you, you know, go a little deeper on that? What, what's your... Uh, What's my take on it? Yeah. Well, Muay Thai it comes from it comes from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, Muay Thai literally means Thai boxing, um, and in that culture, it is a very important part of their their culture, their history, their economy. Um, but for some reason, it hasn't really made it as big here in the United States. If right. anything, like I feel like it really just started making waves in the last couple of decades mm-hmm. versus like other striking arts like karate and boxing that have been here for much much longer so i don't know that's a good question you know you know what i'm gonna do i just had a little boy right i'm gonna ship his ass to thailand <laughs> oh boy <laughs> have you seen the little thai kids yeah they're crazy bro <laughs> but they start bro. fighting at a very young age over there they're they start like, making money they're like this they're, they're like little little yeah. young old men you yeah. know what i mean like this ripped up bro yeah. they're training i'm gonna like ship his ass straight to thailand bro i'm <laughs> gonna come to a little you gonna come back as a ninja well i, I think part of the reason too though is that is not marketed well here. That's true. Muay Thai kickboxing is not mar- it's not marketed well here. But I don't understand it. Uh, the product is good. So sometimes when the product is good, you don't really need marketing. The product is going to sell itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it works. Yeah. It, you can sell it to certain demographics of people. But true. just like the UFC, you got all these people watching MMA now yeah. who never cared about it before only because of the marketing is strong. Yeah. But you know, like the, the typical MMA fan. Uh huh. They don't really like the reason why they don't like MMA. They're boo during the fight because when he gets to the ground, doing right. jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, they want to see nothing but action. They want all see, day. They want to see striking. They want to see striking, uh-huh. bro. Like I was said in pre- previous podcasts, mm. that's what kickboxing Muay Thai is. Right. It's nothing, bro. I remember I was shooting my Muay Thai. I was getting blood on me all day. Yeah, people didn't get bah, blood all on my face. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! It's crazy. So I mean, I don't understand. It's nothing but action, action, action. Rock and sock and robot, getting kicked in your head, split your head open, action. 
Well, but I it's not like, busy. I feel like the UFC actually brought a lot of attention to Muay Thai because before, not a lot of people knew what it was. True. You know, a lot of people had an idea of what jiu-jitsu was. Um, they had an idea of what boxing was, karate. You know, it already kind of had a prominent... Um, there was visibility here in the United States, but yeah. with Muay Thai, there really wasn't. It mm-hmm. was kind of contained within Thailand and certain other pockets of different countries. And I think when people really started uh, seeing MMA and following UFC, and mm-hmm. then they saw these Muay Thai fighters just knocking people out, um, they're like, oh, what is that? What's yeah. that style called Muay Thai? I've never heard of it. Even mm-hmm. now, I still run into people when I when they ask me what I train or what do I go to the gym for, and I say, oh, I you know do Muay Thai. I'd like to train Muay Thai. They, I still get the question of what is that? Mm. But if you say kickboxing, they kind of know understand. what it is. Yeah. 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 You sound like a Muay Thai representative right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your manager. Sure. <laughs> well, it's a welcome to have you. On. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on the on the, um, on the podcast for sure. Thank you for having me. Um, but I'm going to get in that ass today. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just letting you know. No holes barred. We have no mercy for you today. Yes. <laughs> that kind of podcast. <laughs> it's, it's always that kind of podcast. It's yes. always that kind of podcast. So you wake your ass up, man. You look I'm like awake, you like you all tired over there, bro. No, I'm listening good. over there. You I'm, know? I've been listening. I've been listening. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, listening, listening. Are you ready for a debate listening today, Sunny? Listening. You heard that? Are you, ready, are you ready for a debate today, Sunny? <laughs> Courtney, I'm always ready. This is why I have my iPad here. You're cheating on the devices. You got your laptop today, so you can't say because nothing. Because everybody else had their little cheating <laughs> devices. I felt left out. Is that what we call it? Cheating devices? Yes. <laughs> let me, hold on. Let me, let me look my, my, uh, sure dog, sure dog, sure dog, dog. Com up. Make sure I'm quoting this yeah, right. Let me close this window. Real you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, you know what's crazy? What's I, I want to mention one more thing before we get into these this uh these fights and yes. this card this agenda today. Mm-hmm. What's up with people on on social media? We post a couple uh clips on social media. Oh, no, MMA man. fans are so sensitive, man. They really are. I don't get y'all, man. They really are. Chris, can you put the camera? On? Oh, I'm on. You got me? Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm good. Hey, Chris, bro, I don't understand why you guys are so sensitive. And let me tell you something else about you MMA fans. And don't be in my fucking DMs when I when I mention this. Why y'all got all these burner accounts? If you gonna talk shit to me and have a burner account, I ain't gonna respond to you. Yeah, we ain't, we, we ain't responding to that yeah. no more. It could be a robot too. Yeah, man. That's what I think. I sometimes. don't understand it. Like I, I don't. I, I love to debate with you guys. You guys want to debate with me? That's what I love for. I love for the conflict. But I can't debate with somebody who's not there who has they got zero, zero, followers. Zero, <laughs> zero followers, zero pictures, ten followers, and they follow two thousand people on his account. Are you talking about my mom, person? my kid, and my? my you, know why they do that, right? you know, you know why they do that, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they know as soon as they say some shit about you, and you got you know twenty plus thousand followers, yeah. and they're like, oh, I can't compete with this guy on that level. Yeah. So I'm gonna just talk shit about his family, whatever. And he he clicks on my profile. He looks at my profile. And there's nothing there for him to talk about, bro. So that's all—it's only attack, and you can't give nothing back. Right, <laughs> right. right. That's true, right, yeah. bro. It's so funny, man. Like they be saying the worst thing possible, but you know, I don't care. I love it, man, because it's just social media. To me. And then, the, you know the, me? and the craziest thing about it all—obviously, people who listen to this podcast know this because they've paid attention. Yeah, but they talk shit about you, saying, "Oh, you a casual? You don't know about MMA?" Yeah. Not realizing uh, yeah. what you do yeah. in the sport, Bro. calling me a casual, yeah. not realizing I'm literally also a professional fighter, just yes. like all these other people that we're talking about. Bro, it's and we fine. just having fun, people. This is fun, you know. What I mean, we're not here to hurt your feelings, and if you need a hug, I give you a hug. <laughs> hugs are free around he, here. He was handing out hugs know. in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people get so sensitive, man. Like, damn, this is combat sports. They literally, you got literally two people going there to try to beat somebody, beat their head off. 
And then and they mad that we talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the people that are mad are talking to the people who's going to really talk about these people and when they be win in the comments lose. in two weeks talking shit about every other fighter. I know. It's, and it's, how many of these people are actually fighters and can speak from experience? 0.001% of them are fighters. But I'm all for it. probably like, I would say like 2% of those people have ever trained in something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody else is just sitting on the couch talking. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm granted, I don't train too much anymore either and stuff like that. But but you've been is, in the sport. Yeah, I've been in the sport for a long time, and this is just fun. This is barbershop talk to me, man. This is like I said, the way this podcast got started. Me and Sunni used to come here all the time, and we used to go hard. Yeah. I lose some bets. I lose some arguments. Yeah. I win some arguments. And then, you know, the things that you said was pretty like I'm like okay, the way he articulated that was nice. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm like, okay, we need to make this a podcast. Yeah, that's absolutely. all it is, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to be right every time. I care if I love, I care less that I'm right. I'm just stating my opinion. I don't care if you like it or not. Right. I, yeah, I might be wrong. Yeah, Joanna might, uh, you know, uh, whoever, what Rose might win this fight. Yeah. Who cares? Episode eleven is coming, baby. <laughs> if I lose a thousand, I lose a thousand. Yeah. I, I already won a thousand, so I'm. Oh, so we're going to rub that in? Of course. Okay. <laughs> so on All that right. note, we're going to walk in. So as usual, we have our classic fights. Um, since you are the guest and also a woman, ladies first. So How sweet of you, man. Thank that was you. sweet of you. I appreciate that. That was sweet of you. Hey, Chris, he did like a gentleman. You saw he did that? Since you're my guest today. Since <laughs> you're the guest. Yeah, we want to... No, don't don't be too nice to her, bro. We're trying to start some conflict. <laughs> okay, my bad. Hey, I'll be you the know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm joking. Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, well, you know, it was a hard one for me to pick a classic MMA fight because mm-hmm. you know my my a lot of the fights that I watch are usually Muay Thai fights. Mm-hmm. But there's one fight in particular that every time I think of the UFC, I think of this picture, and it's the photo from the Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald rematch. Mm-hmm. The second mm-hmm. fight when they just went at it for five rounds, and you remember when Rory's nose was just completely sunken in, mm-hmm. and his mouth, the yeah, mouth Robbie's mouth Robbie. was open. Yeah. yeah, that one's probably this one, my the picture pick. right here where they're standing in front of each other, looking at each other. Yeah, they just yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Look at that. They just stood and banged for five rounds, yeah. and then I think that to me was it. Really impacted me as someone who's interested in martial arts, and at the time I was. Mm-hmm. you know trying to fight mm-hmm. and it makes you question like what am i willing to go through right for a fight believe me yeah. like you got to be a different animal in that ring i'll tell you that mm-hmm. um i i trained did a little mma for a little bit it wasn't for me <laughs> and that shit right there is really not for me <laughs> i'm too pretty to be fighting like that i had let y'all have it i let yeah. you have it man you yeah. know what i mean but yeah. me getting my lip on nah bro i'm good you got bro. it hey man you yeah. We heal, you know. We <laughs> humans. It, you you see Robbie Lawler now. Yeah, he, they look he, great know, now. He, he nah. don't have no cuts on his face hey, or nothing, bro, you know. Hey, the only care. people that look crazy in this sport is people like Nick and Nate Diaz, who just get hit yeah. and cut open every every single fight. Absolutely. But other than that, I feel like you know you get it stitched up. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? The cauliflower yeah. ears looking like a little. Now, you know, see, that's crazy. Star yeah. Star Trek like warriors that. and stuff. No, bro, bro, I've been doing jiu jitsu for how many years now? Twelve years. Are you doing cauliflower ear? Nothing. That's crazy. Do you wear protection? Nope. What? I think it's just because my ears are like mad, like flimsy and oh. small. Yeah, I don't think he really trains. I think he's trying to be. Cute. <laughs> yeah. I but said that last like, podcast. There are people with really bad, like they have like a brioche hanging off of their yeah. ear. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. What, don't you get that taken care but of? But it's right? weird yeah. though because, and I think I, I was talking to one of my friends about this a couple of years ago. I think when it comes to jujitsu, there's certain. I feel like the East Coast 
style of jiu-jitsu lends itself more to people having cauliflower ear versus the west coast style jiu-jitsu which doesn't what are you talking about? well because people on the west coast people on the west coast are more they're not as aggressive it's more flowy technique wise on the east coast it's like we trying to grind this shit out it's a lot you. of wrestlers over there they're I like you. it's it's more gritty yeah you know yeah and so yeah. they're doing all of that and their ears are yeah exactly oh, that's a bummer. yeah but amazing fight that's seriously yeah you're right about that that's one of the best fights i've probably ever seen absolutely yeah, yeah. that's a crazy great fight, fight. whether you're a striker or a grappler whether you even know martial arts or not like anybody who's watching that mm-hmm. was i think was impacted by that fight absolutely and yeah. and for anybody who's watching this as it's airing on 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 youtube or on Spotify or Apple or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, that fight is on YouTube right now mm-hmm. on the, on the UFC page. So you can definitely go watch that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on there and let us know what you think and whatever comments on our Instagram page or wherever. Uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. your turn for your oh classic God. fight. <laughs> so <laughs> per per episode nine, you know, um, I was talking about uh, Hohanna. Yes. I know I said that wrong, Joanna, because I don't want people. They, they people say sensitive. Joanna. Jo, yo, how his, how Joanna. Joanna. Uh huh. People sensitive, man. So you know what I mean. <laughs> let me like let me say it right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So I gotta say it right. Okay. You're like, hey, man, you even spelled her name wrong. You're a fucking casual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. You didn't even say it right. You know, you don't know anything about it, MMA. So sorry, guys. I pronounced her name wrong. Um, and uh, and Wei Lee, and Wei Lee. Yeah. So the uh, what fight? What fight was that? What do you mean? That uh, was that UFC. I don't Whatever. Know. I don't be knowing these UFC numbers. But bro, that fight right there is the probably the fights. best female fight. I know. I, I know. We was joking last last uh, uh, podcast yeah. about this this fight and the size of Joanna head and you know Joanna head, whatever you want to call her name. Um, yeah, it's, it looks crazy. It looks crazy. <laughs> Did you Photoshop that? Don't start like, this shit. Don't no, start man, this. I was just thinking about what you did last time. I'm trying not to laugh right now. But. <laughs> That's so messed up. For real. But for real, though, for real, for real, oh, for we joking, me. we having fun. But, yo, they both went out there, and it was the stupidest fight I've ever seen in my life. In my opinion, Special that, female that, fight? Might, be, that yeah. might be the the best female fight I've ever seen. And then top five, top yes. ten fights of all time. Ever. Ever, yeah. bro. I mean... I've been in I've been in MMA since Pride, bro. Of course, it's been some good wars. I was like, yes, right. but I will put top five. That's top five, even with that that Roy McDonald. Absolutely, that uh, bro. That's top five fight I ever seen. And I know the the aftermath. You see her her head it's bigger and shit. And but you gotta respect her, bro. That's yeah. I mean, we play around. She ain't even thinking about quitting. Yeah, you know what I mean. We play around and we we joking and shit. You know, yeah, on this yeah, podcast, yeah. but bro. She she deserves respect for that fight. Absolutely, hundred you know I mean? percent. Both of them do. Both of them. Even though Wei Lee's going to get in that ass against Rose, oh my God. I don't know about that one. But it is what it is. It's always crazy when you see a fighter basically give up their own well being for the yeah. sake of winning. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like I have to survive the fight, but I'm literally being taken apart at the same oh, time. Oh, we 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 got yeah. one of those. On we did <laughs> a we little did. bit later. Joanne, I love you, girl. <laughs> if I see you on the streets, don't take my head off, baby. I love you. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I was just joking. This is this is just podcast. I'm a big fan for sure. But did you ever shoot her? Yes, I did. Okay, two times. Nice. How when was she? was champion. How was she? Super fucking cool. Yeah. Super cool. I sat her and shot her in San Diego. What was she doing oh, here? That's awesome. Um, she it was for the UFC magazine with photographer James Law. Oh, I love James Law. Yeah. James Law is a fucking beast. He's, a beast. He's got some good photos. Absolutely. He's a legendary photographer. Um, so, so my classic fight. Uh, another Rory McDonald mm-hmm. fight, but I picked Carlos Condit Ooh. versus Rory McDonald. 
that was a um, an amazing fight to me, and yeah. how Carlos Condit came back after losing mm-hmm. basically two and a half rounds in the last like I want to say the last like last minute mm-hmm. he came back and TKO'd uh, TKO'd Rory. Um, also, for those who live under a rock and don't know, Carlos Condit retired this Crazy. past week. Crazy. Uh, so I felt like it was yes only right for me to give give him one of the classic fights because I grew up watching Carlos Condit from WEC days. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of respect for him. He was one of my favorite fighters for a really long time. Um, Still is one of my favorite fighters. Because, like, it it didn't make sense to me for a long time how Carlos Condit, it it doesn't look like he hits that hard. He don't look that strong. Yeah. But he's knocking people out. Yep. He's choking them unconscious. And he's like, what is happening? How is this dude, like, doing this? Yeah. And another thing that people don't give him credit for, he has, like, one of the highest finishing finish rates mm-hmm. in MMA. Really? I think mm-hmm. his finishing rate is like 95%. Yeah. Almost every fight that he wins is a finish. Yeah. That's which crazy. is crazy. Yeah. You know, a lot of younger, you know, uh, MMA fans probably don't understand. Don't probably, you know, even they don't seen his fight. They don't yeah, understand they don't how understand. good he was. If y'all got fight pass, y'all need to go watch everything. Yeah. <laughs> go watch everything. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to like, you know, show these older fights so people can understand like yeah. the, the legacy these people really in the fights that they did put on him because yeah. these are legend, legendary fights Absolutely. for sure. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And Carlos Condit, man, he don't get his justice. Not at all. He needs to get more attention with stuff that he uh, yeah. accomplished in that in that ring for sure. Yeah, and and like you like you mentioned before about people fighting a little bit too long. I think he I think he got out at the right time. He yeah. lost like two or three fights recently. Yeah, you know, just bow out. Don't take too much more damage. You had a long career, and um, yeah, I, I respect Carlos Condit. Still a fan. Always will be a fan. Um, and then somebody else retired. Yeah, uh, Joseph Benavidez retired, yeah. and that's oh, that's, that's a rough one too. Yeah, because you know it's kind of like Rod Faber, right? Like never mm-hmm. won a title, but yeah. always at yeah. the top. Yeah, always in exciting fights. Yeah, and you know he just never never had that chance to to get gold. Yeah, you know. But I can see that. Like if you've tried four times, you've worked your way up four times, mm-hmm. and you weren't able to get the title. Like how much are you gonna? Put yourself through to try to get a fifth shot at some Absolutely. point you just kind of have to be like you know what I've got enough of my life into this i can't take much more damage you know? yeah plus his girl his girl is establishing the game too so he don't yeah. fight no more he good yeah he'd be a stay-at-home dad <laughs> good, i mean that's baby. probably in his future i would love that be a stay-at-home dad that'd yeah, be great man. good man you good buddy <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh, be a stay-at-home dad too who <laughs> me oh <laughs> Just kidding. Um, So this weekend Mm -hmm. we had a lot of we had a lot of action. Let's talk about the non UFC stuff first. We need to start talking more about non UFC stuff. We can. We should. Yeah, Yeah. we should. There's a lot of exciting fights at Bellator, One FC. Like, yes, yeah. We've mentioned we've mentioned those fights, but just not as much as as we probably should. About, we, yeah. need to, we need to start, you know, expanding our palette a little bit. So, <laughs> Mr. Phil Davis, Mr. Ooh. Wonderful, my guy, Mr. Wonderful. I just want to start off talk about Phil Davis. Talk to me. Let's good. go. He's one of the best human beings you can be around. Absolutely, one of the coolest motherfuckers. I'm I, gonna tell you a story about Phil Davis. I got one for you too. After you got right? one, yeah. I want to give this man his roses right now because I, bro. I love this dude, man. I yeah. have a man crush on him. Cause not because of physique, no homo, but not because of the physique. <laughs> that dude got the craziest physique yeah, I've ever does. seen. He is literally chiseled. Superman. He's chiseled from God. He's shaped like Michael Phelps. He no, yeah. no, worse. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got a bre- he's better. Got a really, really broad chest. Have you seen Phil legs. Davis without a shirt on? 
yes, he looked like a Dorito. Lord have mercy. And he looked like a Dorito. You know that's what people say about me. What's that? That look like a Dorito because you know how the Dorito is like a triangle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got wide ass shoulders. Bro. He's really yeah. a Dorito. My guy. He's <laughs> like a croissant with legs. <laughs> 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 Bro, I have seen. Like, I was shooting Phil Davis, mm-hmm. and I've seen muscles I've never seen before. That's a fact. Bro, real shit. Him and Usman are the two people where you see muscles you've never seen before. Usman's there, so but Phil Davis him. got him. Yeah. He's chiseled from God. Yeah. Bless him. Bless his heart. <laughs> so, Phil Davis is a real cool dude, man. And I want to give you a story to show you what type of character this guy is. Yes. So, I ran into a Phil Davis one time. Just on, on the fucking street, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's up, my dude? How you doing? How's everything? Good, good. I'm good, good. Just before said, you knew him. I knew him. Oh, you knew him just, at the time? Yeah, I knew him at the time. Okay, just okay. randomly, you know, in the in the parking lot. Right. I said, dude, what you doing, man? He had the he was champion at the time for mm-hmm. the Bellator. Yeah. He saw a man just came from the hospital, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, was visiting some cancer kids and shit. And he's like, Man, I just go to there, you know, just to inspire them and help them out. Yeah. Sweet. I'm what's special about him though. He didn't he didn't do it for like Instagram clout, no, didn't he don't record post stuff the like shit. That. He don't post any of that. Yeah. Bro, he does that weekly. Wow. For real? Weekly. That's like Keanu Reeves level. Wow. He don't do that for the clout, trying to be like, hey, man, you know, record him. He does that all the time. Mm. Shit like that. Aww, he he goes and, and, and teaches the kids from high school mm-hmm. wrestling. You don't hear nothing about it. He's a real good man. I, I love him for real. For real, real shit. I mean, you know, we, we joke around, but this guy's a real good dude for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, that's a good uh, story. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. Right there, you need tissue? <laughs> almost, almost. I had to hold it in. I had to hold it in. My, mine is it's not as Courtney. my yeah. story is not as wholesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I first moved here to San Diego in 2014, I started training at Lions MMA. Obviously, he was training there. Mm-hmm. That's why I met you, Courtney. Sure. And um, you know, I obviously, you know, at that time I was not a pro fighter. Didn't really know too much about wrestling because I had only been wrestling for like two years at that time. And I started training at Lions MMA. And Phil saw me struggling a little bit during sparring. Like, I'll be piecing people up on the feet. But then yeah, yeah. I get taken down over and over again. And they're not even doing anything on the ground for me to use jiu-jitsu. So it's like, you know, I'm having a hard time. And Phil came over to me. And he's like, dude, you know, trying to show me different things. And, you know, over the course of, I think I was there for like a year. Mm-hmm. He would help me out sometimes after practice. He would roll with me, even though he's way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, give me pointers. And he he wasn't taking it easy though, you know he would of course he would definitely beat the shit out of me. Savage, <laughs> but he took the time to help you. He out. took the time to help me out as a as a no name amateur fighter. Like nobody knew who I was, mm-hmm. you know. And and he still took the time out to help me. And to this day, you know, I still I appreciate that. And whenever I see him at events or you know I have a few pictures that come up on my Instagram as like uh like oh on this day you know how that comes up yeah it'll come up with pictures of me and him training and i'll reshare and he'll share it and be like yeah you know good to see you blah blah blah. like so shout out to phil man he's a he's a good dude absolutely sure. but speaking of phil yes he want to fight this weekend yes against big. one of the uh, once yeah. against one of the scariest dudes in mma i knew it was going to happen though bro we talked yeah. about it you told we talked me, about it before yeah you told me that you, i should have made a video on this win. i feel like you said it on the last podcast i don't know somebody said we did i don't remember though okay but, but it's not documented. If it's not documented, I can't say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, after he wins the fight, that's, you that's know, of course you, you can say something. Nah, but you did. You did you know? say that before. I did we say We talked that. about it. I just don't remember if it was on air or not. Yes. Yeah. But we did. Oh, good. Thank you for backing me up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's one thing, too. I don't like talking about people I personally know. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, but I did, I, I, I did feel like Phil Day was going to run him over. I thought he was going to finish him. Yeah. In the third round. That was, yeah. that was my original pick. Yeah. For sure. I tell you why though. You want to exactly. you know why? Yeah, yeah. 
Phil Davis has a better, even better wrestling, I felt, than Joel Romero. Why do you think that? You haven't seen Phil Davis wrestling? I mean, I've seen him <laughs> wrestling in the UFC. I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Joel's good. But Phil Davis wrestling is probably one of the best wrestling I've seen on the mat. Okay. Other than Michael Chandler. Okay. Like, in, in my in person. With, with your own mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't think he can beat Phil Davis with wrestling. Mm-hmm. If, if, it, if it was, it came down to wrestling, they could be neck to neck. Mm-hmm. Phil Davis got better uh, striking, for mm-hmm. sure, all day. I think so. Yeah. Bro, his... his Technique-wise, he's technique, definitely better. Yes. Yeah. And on top of that, his, his like... Have you seen his arms? Oh, he's long. Long Bro, his, arms. His arm might reach to that the <laughs> end of that table. Yeah. One of the few people that got arms longer than <laughs> <Yeah>. me. He's <laughs> like... <laughs> Bro, his wingspan... Michelle, his wingspan, wingspan, it's 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 like a. Do they have it's that like an number? alien? Do they have that number online somewhere? I his, think yeah, it's eighty nine inches or ninety nine. Get the fuck so. out of here, bro! I'm trying to. Bro, bro trying mine to is eighty. You. you know my wingspan is eighty, bro. Look There's no up. way that his is over sure that. Sure <laughs> SureDog.com. It's no stupid, way. bro. There's no way. It's crazy. I see. He's like. Inspector Gadget, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it's the name? a crazy uh, uh, scene. Dawson from from Street Fighter, dude. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, this? all right. So UFC light heavyweight Phil Davis, his wingspan seventy six is seventy nine inches. Oh, oh mine's a, my yeah. arm's longer than his, bro. No, it's not. Mine is eighty. I swear. I'm about to call Phil Look right now. Bro. Look it up on Bellator. That's mine is, wrong. Mine is eighty, bro. That's wrong. It's not. There's. No, I mean, they do That's it from, wrong, from bro. fingertip to fingertip. Mine's longer than No, yours, yours is not longer than Phil Davis. So my no, wingspan is longer than Phil Davis. Bro, no way, bro. <laughs> it's not. Do it again. Do it again. Bro, I'm telling you. Bro, that's normal. Stop. Put no, your hands down. I'm telling you, bro. I swear You're to normal. God. I'm like, telling you, bro. I'm longer than you, bro. No, ain't no way. <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> Thank you, no, Michelle. No, no, no. Thank you for backing me up on that one. I just, Michelle, get off my podcast right now. I just, I've never, like, it's funny. Like, guys, you guys measure body parts. Girls, we don't really do that. <laughs> you sure about that? Y'all what you mean be, by that? Y'all yeah. don't be measuring each other's boobs and, what you mean? and each other in the locker room and stuff? <laughs> Not really. No. Stop lying, guys, Michelle. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't speak for all. I'm glad either, we ain't live right now. Usually, like, I'm glad trying to like, look right down. Really? To, yeah. That's fair. Stop Although, lying. No, okay. I will say there are sometimes when I'm in the sauna. I train at the boxing club, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You be checking on girls I, out in the sauna? I don't, but I'll be sitting there in the sauna, and then someone will just stroll in, just like man spread it, and I'm just like, a girl? Oh. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's girls and guys' locker room, and the sauna's inside each locker room. Oh yeah, yeah, so there's only girls in that. Yeah, there's only uh-huh. girls in that. Oh, so let, me, be like, let me tell you why you're lying, Michelle. Yeah, like, yeah, like, kind of like, 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 let me tell you why she's lying. Why you say she's lying? Like, what's the etiquette for naked people? <laughs> Probably don't, not spreading your look. legs. <laughs> don't but, look, also, don't, but also, don't be spreading your Especially legs. Especially no man. Let me look at hey, bro. Let me tell you why she's lying. Okay. Lying about what? About girls be looking at other girls. Okay. Uh huh. Bro, have you been with like a pretty girl? Like, of course you've been with a pretty mm-hmm. girl. Like your girlfriend or something, mm-hmm. right? Have you the girls look at other girls before they look at you? Yeah. They look at the girl first. Yep. Then they see they how pretty she is. Yep. Then they look at you, you to see if you're gonna look. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> but I'm she's trying to tell you, bro. She's saying yeah, in a locker room like, setting though. Yeah, we're talking about like It'll be worse. Thing, you think so? Lo- yes. I don't I've never experienced that really. Well, I will say this though. I I dated a girl who trained. Mm-hmm. And she was, she would be in the locker room, yes. and they, she would talk to me about, be like, "Damn, like so and so look good without clothes on." Blah, blah, yeah. blah. and I was like, "Oh, okay, like thanks for telling me that, but you know, I don't need to know that information." Can you send some pictures <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you telling me? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a test, so I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." 
You know, yeah, I don't want to yeah. ask no more questions. Yeah, I don't need more man. Yeah, smart man. <laughs> like really? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Smart man. Good move. <laughs> Good move. So you don't look at girls in the locker room. Okay. Well, All we right. don't measure each other. That's for sure. <laughs> Guys don't either. <laughs> I hope what not. This is, this is this is we need a locker room for this though. Uh, <laughs> this is going to the left lane, bro. We're going left right now. We're going to left. We're going left right now. Let's stay in the middle. Let's stay in the middle. Okay. Um okay. so we were talking about uh fighters that that go through crazy amounts of in- injuries in the middle of fights for the pursuit of the victory. Sheesh. Before we even talk about the main event, Sheesh. there's a lot of fights that that happened on that UFC card that were yeah, crazy. You're right, but the the co-main event, I don't even know how to say dude's name, so yeah. I'm not even gonna butcher it. <laughs> you know uh, they are, but um, that guy, Kute Laba, is that how you say it? Okay, all right. And who did he fight? Thank you, Chris. Devin Clark. Devin Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they fought. Say that again. Say it again, Chris. Kute Laba. Okay. Yeah. So all right, that was a crazy fight from start to finish. Yeah, it was a good but fight. after it was the second round, after the second round, he went back to his corner and was talking about his mouth, bro. His bottom, <laughs> oh like the God. four bottom teeth, were pushed in, bro. Like his whole grill was pushed the, in. You know, there's only one person, the other person I've ever seen that happen to. Who? Eddie Abasolo. Okay. In oh, Muay yeah, Thai, yeah, yeah, you remember, yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that? When he got he got spinning back, elbowed in his mouth. And his and he his jaw broke, it yeah. split, and his yeah. teeth were back. I've seen that. Usually, that's what I thought happened. Oh my usually, god! Look at that when you right see there. the Holy actual god. gum line broken like that, it's an indicator that the jaw is actually broken. Yeah, bro. Would you would would you just stop fighting? Would you, you kept fighting? Would you keep know. fighting? I don't know. If I was in that situation, I don't know. It what would you do? From a knee. It happened from a knee. God. Yeah, I don't know. What would you do, Michelle? Honestly, I mean, it, what round? What round was it? Going this into the third, third round. Going into the third round. It yeah. was a three-round fight. Yeah. I would just finish it. Yeah. You quit? Let's no, just say she would finish the fight. I would have finished it. I'm almost, almost done. Fight. I mean, look, you know, I'm telling you this. I'm saying but, this. But, but you don't look. I if I feel like I can movement. win, which most likely I am going to feel like I'm winning. Bro, your team I'm is going on this. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing salsa in your mouth. We're rolling back. I mean, <laughs> your teeth are doing a lean back. That was crazy. That was so crazy. And he, yeah. and he, that was actually the best round for him, that third round. He almost won the fight a few times. Some fighters, though, when they get injured, they actually perform they fight better. better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like sometimes when they get injured, you think that's what's going to finish them. They actually come back with a comeback. I, I feel like I feel like uh, like Max is one of those people. You hit him hard, and he's like, "All right, like, yeah, let's, wake go. Him up. let's go." Yeah, wake yeah, him yeah. Up. yeah. Um, this is the reason why I don't fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would have broke a nail. Like, hey, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious, bro? <laughs> sometimes I have to be like that too, you though. Serious? You know, sometimes I have to kind of get like, like... slapped around a little bit, and I'm like, "All right, let's go." Dude, you want to hear it's a crazy story? Huh? You want to hear a crazy ass story? Yes. So one of the worst injuries that ever happened to me mm. in a fight. Uh, this was amateur. I think I was like 17, 18 years old at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I was doing Muay Thai, and uh, me and this dude going crazy, swinging back and forth. This is my first fight. I think this is my first fight without shin guards on. Mm. But he didn't have nothing to do with my, my legs or anything. And I think it was either after the first round or second round, my, my whole arm was like numb. Oh, wow. And my hand was hurting, right? Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? Why is my hand hurting this much? And then I went out and I, and I was finished. I'm, I'm fighting. And every time I'm hitting, I can like it's like shocks going through my whole arm. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe my wrist is broken. Maybe my knuckle, like something's <laughs> going on with my knuckles. Something's broken. 
but I can still hit and it's not to the point where I can't fight anymore. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go through it. We come to the end of the fight and like, I'm looking at the glove and there's like, there's blood coming down oh, my arm. No. So I don't know. I, know, yeah. I don't know what happened. Broken right? knuckles. Bro, I have a scar. You, you probably can't see it on the camera, but I have a scar here for that. I'll, maybe I'll post a picture later, but <laughs> The bone came my this whatever this bone is right here broke mm-hmm. and it came out of the glove, but it was poking this way. Sheesh. Right. So what happens? They're trying to take the glove off and oh, it gets caught God. in the glove. Bro, I scream like oh. somebody shot my mom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I screamed. They had to cut the whole glove off. Damn. And they had like, oh dude, God. it was it was one of the nastiest things I ever felt. But I think and the reason why I'm saying this is because maybe in the fight, like you, he probably didn't even feel that. No, you know what I mean. No, and, and it I'm wasn't until it. after the fight where he looked in the camera, like, "Holy shit, my my, yeah, my teeth yeah. is back." Yeah. But like in the fight, I just felt I felt the shock, but I didn't feel like that pain until yeah. they tried to take the glove off. The fight was over, and I was like, the most pain I ever felt in my life. Damn. So the you never know the adrenaline for yeah. sure, dude. Absolutely. I've broken my foot before, kicking people in the elbow with no shin guards on in fights. So you don't feel to, it. I used to break my hand. I broke my hand like five times. Really? You see a little big ass lump in my hand? Uh, yeah. Punching. Used to break my hand. Damn. Punch room. Break my hand. Fracture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All here. All I broke my hand five times here. Five times. It wasn't punching right, Courtney? <sighs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Speaking of punching, uh, there was one one more fight I wanted to talk about. That from that UFC card, I don't know if you guys saw it. I don't remember the dude's name. He was fighting. I wish I. I wish I remember these guys' names. I've seen both of them fight before. Um, but I got the okay. The cards let's see. Up there on the TV. Oh, let's it see. It was uh yep. Nate Nate uh Manus versus Tony Gravely. They went back and oh forth. Oh my god, that was a good fight, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first round, yeah. uh Nate Manus got dropped. He the fight was almost done. Fight was almost over. I was like, oh, for sure, yeah. uh, Tony Gravy's going to come out and finish him, right? Mm-hmm. He comes out the second round, and Nate knocks him out. <laughs> After he just almost got knocked out in the last round, he comes back and knocks oh, him out. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's one good of fight. the craziest fights. And you know what's funny? These fight nights have been, their, their cards are better than uh, the, Some of the pay-per-view, pay-per-view cards. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Because they want to make it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to make it to their desperate. pay-per-view to make that pay-per-view money. So should yeah. you pay them more for that? Or? Yeah. Never mind. I didn't, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yo, you want that discussion? The reason why I'm on the podcast. Like, oh, oh, you remember? want? Yeah, I remember we had a good little debate. Boy. Yeah. You remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My we first went back and forth, and I was just like, dude, like you know. Dude, I'm talking about a good hour or two. On, really? On DMs, <laughs> just going yeah. back. She and forth. tried to get me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh no, I'm not going. I'm not going to bed until it's like one o'clock in the morning. Really? Y'all just going back? One o'clock in the morning. It had to be something like that. Between the both of you. Oh, okay. He had a point, but you also had a point. Yeah. So she said, "Well, I was, you know, I'm like, like Michelle, stop it, <laughs> stop it." From an HR standpoint, yeah, yeah. She was getting real yeah. technical and shit. I'm like, oh, man, no, no. absolutely not. So but yeah, good fights though. Absolutely, main event, main event. There's mm-hmm. so much that happened with that. I want to talk about Anthony this. Smith and Ryan Span. and Ryan Span. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about this. I want to hear your thoughts first. Somebody would like to stop it, and uh, Anthony wait, Smith. Just, let's just talk about it. Just I'll let you go first. Well, the it. biggest thing, the biggest topic right now that I'm reading this, uh, was it Ryan Spann, whatever mm-hmm. his name is? The way, wait, Anthony Smith, Anthony Smith beat him up, then they start talking, talking trash afterwards. Yeah. Then people felt like it's you know it's not sportsmanlike. That's I don't, the dumbest thing I ever bro, heard in my I life. Don't get it, bro. <laughs> I don't. I'm we're so fighting. Over. We are literally fighting each other. No, we're trying to kill each other. And then, and then, not only that, 
Homie was talking shit. Ryan Spann yes. was talking shit, saying, "Oh, he's like discrediting him, saying what he did. His main events don't matter. His accolades don't matter. All My this God. stuff don't matter." And he said he was gonna whoop his ass. Yes. So then he beats you, and he says, "Where's that ass whooping you said you was gonna give me?" Right. I don't think yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think see anything wrong with it. He didn't swing on him afterwards. He didn't do anything crazy. Well, he got in his he got in his face, but he didn't touch him. Well, I think people feel pity because you got your ass whooped and you got the, the guys. If most people ass. talking yeah, shit, you gonna be yeah. like that's like he said in the post fight press conference. There's a lot of there's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of adrenaline. Everybody's yes. hyped up in the moment. The yeah. the finish literally just happened three seconds before he made that statement. Yes, so he's still hyped up. And you got yeah. so much on the line. Yeah, so much on the line. It gets personal. Everything. Like I don't understand why people get so sensitive over this type of shit. Yeah, man. I, don't, I don't get it. They, they, like, like I understand. I get it to a certain extent where people say stuff like, you know, martial arts is about respect and all those things, and absolutely that's true. Right, but it ain't is, martial arts anymore. It's entertainment. Mm, well, uh, I mean, yes and no. Michelle, yes and don't no. start the shit. <laughs> it's a fight, but it's not a game. <laughs> right, but look, but look. This is all I'm trying to say. I agree with it up to a certain extent. Yeah. I show you respect just as much as you show me respect. It starts with respect. Who cares, bro? And once you start disrespecting me, then we take it however far it needs to go. Right. The same way, like, Khabib That's is true, always right. respectful. But then Connor came out, I'm talking crazy. Okay, I'm going to show you what disrespect is. You want to talk about disrespect? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fighting is like the original method of solving a dispute. Exactly. Right? Yes. So once a dispute is solved, your actions should speak for themselves. You know? It depends. So. It depends. It depends. Yeah. But usually, like, once you're done fighting, like, I know for me, like, all that aggression is still in my system for at least, like, five minutes afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if anything, people should just not put a microphone near my face for yeah. like, the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Something but comes out, you know? You can't expect people to act a certain way the way you want them to act in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we people handle different uh, different situations differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some people probably be like, "Oh, hey, cool." You know, hey, bow, let you respect, peace, mm-hmm. and go meditate afterwards. Who? I don't know. Some people probably took it a little different because you know what's going on in the back in the back end. And another thing too, some people have a different way of disrespecting you. Right. Because look at Anderson; he's the nicest guy in the world, but right. he be disrespecting the shit out of people in fights. When right. he yeah. knocked down Forrest Griffin and put his hand out to try to, that's yeah. disrespectful yeah, yeah. as hell. He talking shit while he's fighting. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, he's come like, on, so yeah. So it's like, Hands down, so nobody says nothing about Anderson, yeah. but they'll say something about, Bro. you know, O'Connor or anybody else. I don't get it, man. It's, it is different, but at the same time, with, with in regards to the Ryan Spann and Anthony Smith fight, if you tell me that you're going to beat my ass, mm-hmm. it's different than I'm going to win the fight, I'm going to knock him out, this and that. I'm going to beat your ass because you're not, you're not good enough. It's a personal insult. He made right. it a personal insult. So after the fight's over... Where's that ass whooping you said you was gonna give me? Right. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Let me tell you what happened. This is the reason why people got upset about this. Okay. I just remember this. Mm-hmm. They did a special on him, like a little ten minute special on his on Anthony Smith. Yes. Okay. No, no, Ryan Span. Ryan Span. Okay. Like I guess his last fight he lost to contender series. Uh huh. He wanted to commit suicide or whatever like that. Uh-huh. Is that that's probably why people got you know emotionally invested into his story. That's hey, probably man. why. Oh, and I guess see. what? That's probably why. I'm gonna say the yeah. same thing. That people said to me when I was going through my depression and my hardships, mm-hmm. no one gives a fuck Ooh. because you're fighting. Don't show up to fight. I care and so. talk about no. What I'm saying is, your opponent don't care. Yes, the people who watching the fight probably don't know about any of the stuff you're going through. So no true. one cares. You're That's showing up to fight. Mm-hmm. Deal with your shit and go to the fight. If if your depression or or anxiety or any of those things are hurting you in the fight, find a goddamn therapist. Mm. And fix it. 
But coming on 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 a video and complaining about that and then looking for pity for it and then other people feeling bad because he lost the fight, it's part of the sport. Whether he went through depression or not, he was probably going to lose that fight. So he lost. Well, Let's just take it for well, exactly what it is. He lost. I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, extenuating circumstances not included. He did lose the fight. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think to your point, because he had already roused all the sympathy from the mm-hmm. public, that's why people were were you know arguing on his behalf. And that makes sense. Yeah. But you're right, though. I mean, it's a little in, in, insensitive, but I don't know. I Amen. mean, you're right, 100%. The world don't care about your no problems. No one cares. No you know one cares. Nature There's no excuses. Nature does not care about your problems. No. That's true. No, no excuses in life. You know what no. I mean? Just got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Like I said, man, and, and tough I, love. I also want to I, I talk about this, too, because one of my friends recently lost a fight, um, and they were talking to me, like, maybe two weeks before the fight. They just fought this weekend. Two mm-hmm. weeks before the fight, telling me about how, you know, uh, their anxiety is like through the roof and their confidence is really low. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. I'm not your coach. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. But why are you not having these conversations with your coaches? Why, why are they not helping you through this? She's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable talking to my coaches about this, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like. MMA or Mosai? <clears throat> MMA. Okay. I need people to understand something. You not being confident, you having anxiety or any of those things in regards to fighting. You have to figure that out before you go into the cage because fighting is not going to fix it. It's going to make it worse, and you're going to get yourself hurt Mm -hmm. by being anxious and not being able to pull the trigger, and then this person's coming here to kill you, and they might not have those same anxieties or jitters that you have, Yeah, and they're going to fuck you up. True. So going to a fight already injured. That's that's basically what it is. You're, You're handicapping yourself going into a fight. So, like... I've said this before on another podcast. I've I, and I can say this because I've already gone through it. I had crazy anxiety for most of my fights up until mm-hmm. probably fight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And you know, <clears throat> p- number one, if you're feeling anxious about things that are not part of fighting, find a therapist. If it's part of fighting that you're having these issues with, find a mental coach. What if you can't afford it? Hey, then you don't want to fight because you have to invest in yourself, Chris. We were just talking about this before. About we talk about this on the podcast. Absolutely. We was talking about this, Chris. And he was like, oh, what if they can't afford it? What hey, but at the do? end of the day, you're investing in yourself. How is it that you say you want to fight, but you can't even I'm invest? Just saying, I'm just saying, like, when it's about you and your topics, you know, it's they no, got ways. It's, it's they investing got money in yourself. Now. They it's have money now. Yourself. They have a therapist now. But they can't invest into their own marketing it. to be, them, add more value to them. The point, hey, because I couldn't they, afford it when I, the I couldn't afford don't it give them enough money to hold do on, that. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I couldn't afford it when I had to spend $350 a month on a mental coach, but I, I knew that it was important to me and I found a way to do but it. But the UFC don't pay you enough, so you can't I'm afford it. I'm not in the UFC, but, but I still find a way to do it. I'm talking about fighters, though. You're talking about fighters. Hey, you know, but guess are, what? Your fighters. If you want therapy, guess what? Find a job that gives you insurance. That's what I did. Find a job Find a job that gives you insurance. You hear this? Fighting is Oh, no, you fighting. arguing with me. You arguing with my no, 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 DMs. No, 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 I'm not arguing you, with Hey, no, 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 no. But real no. quick, I, this is me. You got to remember who I'm talking about, though. I'm not who? talking about who people we talking who are about? in the UFC. This is people who are coming in having these anxieties as amateur fighters. That's what we're talking about. So how can you even make... You shouldn't be in the UFC you with those that, anxieties You said that they don't get paid enough to even afford any of this stuff. I'm not talking about the people in the UFC. By the I time know, you're in the UFC, we're not talking you should about already UFC. be Amateur good. fighters. Right. You're not, you know you're not going to be in UFC because they don't pay you enough. What are you talking about? That has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Michelle? I see what you're trying to say. Like, if you're an amateur fighter, that's not your job, right? Fighting it's not, not your, your job. job. You, most most amateur fighters 
most, I say most because not all, right. um, where I trained, there were actually a good number of amateur fighters where that is their job, mm-hmm. you know, on top of training other clients. Mm-hmm. But a lot of amateur fighters have a main source of income mm-hmm. on the side, whether, right. you know, it's something that they do for a corporation or mm-hmm. whether they're a dishwasher or whatever. Right. right. So, yeah, I see your point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've always wondered about, and I've always wondered about this because looking, you know, I have a medical background. So right. looking from a biological standpoint, can fighting actually cause anxiety? Yes. It can, for sure. So, Absolutely. So I, pre- does that, I bet every fighter that means, comes in with anxiety, bro. So does that mean no one should fight? Because then everybody would be anxious. No, but, but there's a that. way to fix it. So How are you going to fix that? People who manage their anxiety well. Because by therapy. Bro, I, I think, agree with you. But by, Michelle, by, by therapy and by finding a mental coach. Bro, I think everybody who goes into a fight is going to have some type of anxiety. But it's that's there's a difference between general nervousness and anxiety mm-hmm. versus debilitating anxiety. Yeah. Bro, well, I went sure. into a fight where for I sure. literally had a panic attack in the middle of the fight. You got your ass whipped. No, I won that fight. Well, you better keep on having it. But what I'm saying is, I I had a panic attack in the middle of the fight. Yeah, I feel you. Right? Right. That's That's not, that's different though. That's normal. I mean, that's not normal. That's not normal. Now, having anxiety before the jitters and like, you're about to get into a fist fight. So that's normal, right? But what I'm saying is, there's a different level of anxiety. There's a different level of stress that comes with for sure. Not feeling confident with for sure. with not feeling confident in your training, not feeling confident in yourself, having that anxiety blown out of proportion because maybe you haven't had enough fights and you don't know how to deal with it. We'll go all night with this, but I truly feel like 99% of the fighters is going to have some type of that uh, anxiety like that going into a fight. Normal anxiety. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that. But all everything, you, everything you, you just ex- explained to me, I feel like that's normal for it's every not, fighter. not, though. Because how I feel now fighting is not how I felt like three, four years ago fighting. Yeah, because it, it takes experience. Bro. It experience, experience, 20, experience. But I want you to understand something. Mm. To get 20, comfortable in the cage. I had 28 fights before I felt good. That's not normal. Which is what I'm trying to tell you. Bro, with anything that you do, sometimes, you know, it, it takes time. But it wasn't that. You, get, you know what it is? As soon as I started going, from your perspective. No, I, this is not just my perspective. M- Michelle, help me shit, man. You're I've required. These conversations. <laughs> You're requiring this shit, man. But I've had these conversations points. with other people. Can fighters. you be the mediator? The mediator. Come so, on. So here's the thing, right? You there is there is a certain fight or flight response that is every time you train, every time you're thinking about the fight, every yes. time you're preparing yes. for it, and especially when you jump into the ring, mm-hmm. your body just goes into haywire. Yes. Mm-hmm. All these hormones are releasing, right? I have always wondered over a sustained period of time, does it get worse? And for some people, does it affect them more? It, and I really think it does. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't, and here's why. It's I think the the easiest simplest thing that any fighter can do is visualize why because oh, visualizing shit. oh like, shit i think that's talk to a mental oh, coach yeah. right read books there's yeah, books yoda. that you can read yeah, about yoda this. over here it's, but, you have to but i can say that you have to have those resources available and you have to be able to have someone that directs you yeah, bro, what's and here's you? why what you i disagree about, here's why i disagree with that statement if you say you want to be a fighter mm-hmm. you can figure it out in the same way that i found the books that i needed to read in the same way that I found the therapist that I needed to find, in the same way that I found the mental coach that I needed to find in order to make myself a better fighter and sure. a better person, mm-hmm. anybody else can do that. If you know the issue that you're having, which some of these fighters clearly know, I'm yeah. having this issue with anxiety. But debilitating anxiety and depression also affects you reaching out to people. Okay, well then maybe you don't need so. to be fighting anymore. Because you can't fight with that. Bro, I have like, a question. What? You remember uh, like a year ago... Uh, this became really big when Donna Cerrone, he kind of like explained. Yes, his, I remember that. Remember that? Yes. It's the same fucking thing that you're There's talking about. There's a difference about. though. What's the difference? Do you remember what he said? Do you remember that, Michelle? 
No, don't. You remember the? You remember like the? We can add that video. It's on YouTube. We need to add that video. We need to add that video because he kind of explained. They they had like a little five ten minute clip of him before every fighter feels that which is like why am I here? Why am I doing this? Can I fucking talk? To Michelle, I ain't talking to you right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead, motherfucker. Go ahead. Down the walkout. They, yes, they break he broke down, down, down the walkout. The way right. he felt. You remember that? You yes, you, I remember, you remember all this backstage. Yes, backstage. The way he felt. It's like it was four minutes long. So graphic. Though. I'll show it to you after. It was so dope. Okay, it's so dope because it was so graphic. He talks. He talks about his, you know, this mindset. You know, the way the way he felt. I'm talking about from the backstage warming up to walking to the ring, the walkout. Get in the ring, you know, every little piece. It mm-hmm. was so graphic and vivid, and every detail was so amazing. And it became really big. Mm-hmm. And like it's the same thing that you're saying, bro. but I want you to you forgot about one key thing, Courtney. What, what? what did he say at the end? He said when he No, at the end, right at the end. He wh- said when he when he started when that first the first punch, no, everything before went away. The, before the first punch, he said when the when Mike uh whoever it is, Bruce Buffer is announcing, mm-hmm. he says once everybody leaves the cage and it's just me and them, he's mm-hmm. like, Ring the bell, motherfucker, I'm ready to fight. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. For other people, there is no ring the bell, let's fight. It's still I'm afraid. That's the difference. That's part of your perspective. No, it's not. He said it on the video. We it's be, not my perspective. But he, yeah, he said his perspective on the video. But that is, but that is the difference that I'm trying to get you to understand mm-hmm. is that there are people who can go through that and then in the moment where they need to turn it on, mm-hmm. they can turn it on. Yeah, there's a switch that you can flip. There's a switch that flips. That. Some, for some but, people, it flips in the back. For some people, it flips on the walkout. For most people, it flips right before the fight starts. I don't know, but we've been too hard. Some people never actually activate that switch. And some people never activate the switch. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Get a, get a mental coach. Get a life coach. Exactly. Get what he says. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, think you're, I think you have a good point. I think have it, making sure you're in the right mental state to yes. fight is a key uh, weapon mm-hmm. in actually fighting. For sure. If you're we not said mentally that before. there, yeah. then your body's not there. Mm-hmm. You know, but... I mean, he does have a Chris. point. Not everybody has access to Chris, you hear this shit, man? mental health right. or, time, and, or uh, be able to schedule regular mental health. Like, you know, for most veterans, it is very difficult to, mm-hmm. to even get an appointment on time. They tell you, oh, we need to see every week. Oh, the mm-hmm. next appointment's three weeks from now. You know? Okay. So sometimes it, it is more difficult, I think, depending on location, depending on how much help you need and, you know, the availability. If you live in like a middle of nowhere town, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to have a lot of therapists available. That's or fair. If they if they are there, they may not be good enough, or they may not be able to actually help you. That's fair. So, well, before we move on, I'm gonna just give two. I gotta ask her a question. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, do you think if you're a fighter mm-hmm. and the fighter is have a high level skill, they say these two fighters have a high level skill set, mm-hmm. and this fighter A is losing because mental things, is he the better fighter? Okay, so his skill set is the same. He's he's been winning. He's been let's say Conor McGregor. Shit, fuck it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Vintage Conor McGregor. Vintage Conor McGregor. Vintage Conor McGregor. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. All you right. think Conor McGregor is losing because mental things? Well, and that's what takes an exceptional personality to fight through that, right? It's like having two people, same skill level, same everything, same same weight class, right? Hmm. But one has a way heavier backpack than the other person. Yeah, that person with a heavier backpack might still win, but he's got to carry all that in his head. I like you. So I like you. You know, it makes them even more of an exceptional fighter. They can fight through that. But what if you start losing though? You know what I mean? A lot. Then he starts losing a lot, you know. Can't keep it up. And sometimes those backpacks get heavy. But but do you think that he's still a high level fighter if he's if he is losing from uh, uh losing a lot? You know what I mean? Um well depends on what your definition of high level is. Because because the mental is part of it. 
That's why. That's why somebody yeah. like GSP is stay on, still on. Did top. I not say that when I went that, in the argument right. between the and so, and Did so, I not say that? And, but but you're still wrong. Did I not but you're still that, wrong, Chris? and here's Can why. You run that shit back. And but you're still wrong, and here's why. Because why? if mental is part of fighting. And your mental is broken. How can you have a better skill set if that is also a skill set? Because we're talking about physical skill set. No, skill set includes skill set includes everything. But, but and at skill, one point, but, go ahead. Your brain controls your 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 body. Man, right? talking about technical so, scientist shit over here. She's right. right. It's, she's they have right. a good point. So there's there's oh, one coach that man. that came to my gym, Vinny Shorman. You guys oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, excellent yeah, yeah. mental coach. Yep. He, yeah, uh, he coaches uh, Liam, Liam. Yeah, uh, Liam Harrison. Liam Harrison. Yeah, really really good fighter. One of my favorite fighters to watch. Actually. He's so nasty. His leg kicks, well, Liam? dude. Yeah, yeah. Liam yeah. The, the Muay Thai? Yeah, from yeah. Oh, he's yeah. nasty. Yeah, he's nasty. So mm-hmm. Vinny Shorman is a mental coach. And mm-hmm. I know he's coached a bunch of people. I think mm-hmm. Joe Schilling included. He's done a couple of sessions with some of the people. Oh, you can't gym. help Joe Schilling. Joe Schilling is <laughs> stitching him up. <laughs> I, I meant to be Joe Schilling, can do. but he did uh, a couple of the fighters. He did coach some of them. Shout out to Joe Schilling. And That's my guy. I worked with yeah. him at, at CSA, too. He's no. really good. What were you saying? Yeah, sorry, but yeah. Yeah, sorry, um, what you So he, when he came to our gym, he did a workshop with us and he mm-hmm. taught us some techniques. And one of the main things that he was really trying to get us to do was, one, leave everything that burdens you on a daily basis at the door and focus on one particular thing. When you train your brain to do that, then you turn to the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Your focus is now on the person in front of you. Everything mm-hmm. that you were carrying in said backpack is now left outside the ring. Stay in the prison. You, and it takes practice. You have to practice that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that I got the right away. I had to do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. But if you never practice that, or if no one ever teaches you how to do that, then how can you really fight to your best, the best of your ability? You I can't. agree. That's what I was been arguing five, 20 episodes now. You know, it's not, but that's fine. But whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever. Hey, hey, I'm just whatever. here for this one. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, um, go, go look, go listen, listen to those back episodes. But keep going. Uh, so we have probably one of the, in my opinion, I'm I'm really excited for this fight. My only issue with it, I'm not. I'm excited for it. My only <laughs> issue with it, first, uh, Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueroa, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they keep doing these rematches back to back so fast like this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like in boxing, right? Mm-hmm. They prolong it. Mm-hmm. It makes it like better because in the meantime, from when you had the first fight to the second fight, mm-hmm. somebody's fought once, right? Yeah. Mo- usually one or both of them has fought once. Mm-hmm. Then they fight the second time. And if the opposite person wins, okay, great. We don't do it immediate rematch. We go one more fight in between. Bro, these motherfuckers going to fight three times in one year. It's crazy. But I, I yeah. think I know why. Why? Number one for money. Mm-hmm. Money. That's number one. And number two, I feel like there's some unanswered questions. You know, I mean, unanswered, you know, events here. Because the first fight, the first fight, the first fight got his ass whipped. Moreno got his ass whipped the first fight. No, he didn't get his ass whipped. He lost, didn't he? No, it was a draw, right? It was a draw. It was a draw. It was a draw. I thought he his ass whipped. No, he did not get his ass whipped. He he put on a good fight. Now, if if, uh, Davison didn't get that point taken away for... Was it a nut shot or eye poke? He got a point taken away for something. So it was a okay, and it ended up being that. a draw. Okay, and then they rematched it, and Brandon Moreno beat the shit out of him. But he progressed a lot in that second fight, though. Who did Moreno? Yes, absolutely, a lot. Yes, brand new fighter. Absolutely, Fidel also had a really bad weight cut. Don't give a fuck. Fight. I don't, don't care. Either, but yeah, don't <laughs> care. <laughs> don't care because you showed up, so it doesn't matter. So he should not. Never mind. We'll so what do you think is going to happen for the I can make a lot of excuses for yeah. fights that I had. I, I won't because I showed up. 
I like this new Sunni because you've been getting a lot of excuses to the last <laughs> nine episodes. You've been getting these motherfuckers it's a lot I'm of excuses. Here. It's I'm here. Yeah, oh, I think he's trying to impress no, you a little bit. Here. You got right. the cute You're face on the, on the podcast today. No, stop. You know what I'm saying? You got the this cute guy. face here. All of a sudden, he's a super fucking man now. I love it. I love it. But I'm going to hold this podcast t- to your standards That's now. fine. I'm you know always, I mean? I'm always, because I don't hear like no this. fucking excuse out of you now, bro. When have you been a lot of excuses the last night, last nine is about what? Everything. All right. But anyways, so what are you gonna say about this fight? <laughs> um, I don't remember because you got me. You 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 I, went I, off track, bro. That's yeah, not me. You did, but I'm, I'm happy for you because I love this new Sunni. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I don't think that's gonna change this this second fight. He was so dominant so. Uh, the third fight. I don't think anything's gonna change. I think Moreto's gonna win the third fight as well. Right, so my point is, mm. why would you run that back like so fast? Money. That was a You're fucking to keep good fight. Fresh, you think? Yeah, no. but no, no. that's so. St- like, uh, who else? You're saying he- for money, right? Yeah. But as a promotion, don't you like? Don't you think it makes more sense to wait? Nope. Have them fight somebody else. Nope. Knock some like have Davidson fight somebody else. You know nope. he's gonna starch him. Absolutely not. And then he starches him, and then what? You nope. now you have a oh he just won he could he could I think he could beat Brandon Moreno now now the fight's even bigger. But you're removing. If Davidson loses again, you know how long it's going to take him to get back to the title again. What do you like, think? It just doesn't make sense to me. What Go do you ahead. think? I Michelle? think I think he has a point. I think it's good to have a filler fight in between. No, because and hear me out. Shoot. It's good to have a filler fight in between rematches because you you end up running the risk of having basically the same fight again and having viewers watch the same fight all over again. And then and then guess what, Courtney? Um, mm. Those those guys again, Davison. If Brandon, either one of them loses, they're not fighting again until somebody else is champion. Bro, they, yeah. And and if Brandon Moreno keeps the belt, Davison Figueroa's never fighting for the title. Again. Who else would he fight in that in that weight division? Would you say? Uh, would you, who else would you want to see him fight? Pantoja. Pantoja already beat Brandon Moreno twice. You think that fight will sell? Uh, no. That's that we go. That we go. It's all for the money, bro. It's a business, bro. I guess so. I keep on telling y'all motherfucker this, man. <laughs> Asses in seats. So you That's the only thing that matters. I don't care Moreno's about anything else. You think Moreno's going to win again? Yeah, I think, I think he's going to win. Oh, okay. my God. Do you see the second fight? Yeah, I did. I know. I, I bro, like Figueroa, though. That was, that was like... Yeah, I like... Listen. I love Figgy. This yeah, dude he's is cold. Yeah, let's call him he's cold. It's easier to right? Say. I love that dude. Yeah. The most violent motherfucker I've ever seen. For sure. But Brandon's just off, better. Though. Brandon's just better than him. It seems that way. Brandon's just better than him. He figured him out. He, I will say, Fig was a little bit off that that second fight for sure. He wow. didn't seem, he didn't seem like, you know, wow, he may have whatever. A confident, I don't know. and then Moreno may have trained specifically to beat him. Yeah, I do think that you he know? probably came in confident because he he was looking sharp that first fight. Bro, Moreno looked so nasty that second that fight. Second one, he looked. Oh so my god, so good, bro! It was just so. And I didn't clean. even realize. I didn't even realize he was a black bone jujitsu too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he trained at uh, Lions MMA. Yeah, he did, and he trains oh, at. Yeah, well, he's he, he trains at TJ, TJ, and he comes uh, back and forth. Yeah, he yeah. trains at what is it, gym called, and uh, and Tram, something like that. Yeah, and TJ. Yeah, yeah, he's in TJ, right around mm-hmm. right around the corner from us. But good fight though, man. I that's mean, a good fight. That's for sure. That that's why they they run it back for the third time because that's that's a money fight. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna put asses in seats. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna train you guys. Any, I like. Are you picking I'm, him to win? Well, no. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, think, I don't know if he's gonna win. It doesn't seem like it, but. A lot of a lot of MMA fighters that have a Capoeira background mm-hmm. are really exciting to watch. Like you look at Anderson Silva being one of them. Capoeira. Capoeira, yeah. I don't see one person in, in the UFC that does Capoeira. There's not a lot of people that do it. No, no. And that it's a very like, niche martial art. But yeah. There's a lot of good uh, fighters that Jose Aldo and mm-hmm. Anderson Silva, 
You think uh, he uses capoeira when he's fighting? Even Conor McGregor. Yeah. yeah, because it's a martial and Connor art. Did, the, yeah. yeah, they all train capoeira. And what do they all have in common? They get in their opponent's heads. Mm-hmm. And that's what capoeira does. It doesn't teach you to win by points or by knocking someone out or even overpowering them. It teaches you to basically trick them to get into your opponent's heads. It's an art of deception. And Explain you, more. So in capoeira, it's a lot Not of, too much, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Be, so, uh, gotta, give me something good, though. A couple is a, a martial art that you never stop moving in. Um, it's not particularly effective when you're training it because, you know, you're basically trying to, you don't block anything that's coming at you. It's mostly kicks. It, and a lot of these kicks are spinning kicks. So mm-hmm. you can't really block them. You evade them. So if you watch speak a, lot, a little closer to the mic. They, you evade these kicks. So if mm-hmm. you watch like a lot of these fighters, like Jose Aldo, like Anderson Silva, like Conor McGregor, they mm-hmm. have really good head movement. They do evade quite a few. You think kicks. that's from Capoeira? Uh, I think that's something that Capoeira definitely helped, mm. and so did Figueroa in his first fight. Interesting. Yeah, and they're very. I can't argue with you because I don't. I don't know, but I don't think it's from Capoeira though. There's a certain think, swag though that, that um I can see where, where why she would say of that. Course I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Listen, shit. I can't I can't He's disagree with it because it I've never done capoeira, <laughs> so I can't disagree. Yeah, I agree but with I can her. See it. Yeah, I, I can agree see with it because I've watched with videos of people yeah. doing capoeira. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very tricky martial art. You win by that. tricking your opponent, and you can use that to apply to feints or uh, you know submissions and things like you you fix. I someone can see out. what you're saying. I agree with you. I see it most prevalently in Adesanya. <laughs> in Adesanya. Oh, yeah. But Adesanya doesn't do doesn't, capoeira. It's the not. crumping. Yeah. And that's why that's he's able capoeira, to you bend think? his back over and avoid those head kicks. I mean, like, but also well, Muay Thai. Not, that's not capoeira, bro. Muay Muay Thai. That's not capoeira. That's Muay Thai. Dude, it is, it's called, it, some people call it dance fighting because it is very yeah. similar to dance. No, that's, but, that's okay, Muay Thai. But, 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 that's not capoeira. But also Muay Thai. No, capoeira was Muay They did it, like, they disguised it as dance so that they wouldn't get in trouble practicing. Yeah. Yeah. But then, bro, they, stop it, man. He he, <laughs> he be crumping, bro. You don't see me doing this. Yes. Stop it, bro. Yeah, hey, I I'm just fucking around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You could be right. This is what you do, so now, I can't argue with you. We have some. We have some big big news that dropped on Tuesday. Ooh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? That was when Tuesday. I came in here. Was Tuesday. It, no, it was Wednesday Monday. when I came to the studio. Whatever. Right. W F L. Ooh. Formation. I hate to be the negative one on this shit, man. Go ahead. I don't they, think did you, you you got did you get the rest of the details? That came I heard. Out? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. I see it. So, I how do it. you feel about it? Before I say anything, how do you feel about it? From a business perspective, I don't know how this shit is going to work. How are you going to generate interest for people to look at this and view it to sustain it for a long term? Number one, number two, you want to? It's 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. It's so not. 50/50, it's, a, it's nonprofit. Huh? It's nonprofit. It's a nonprofit fight organization. It's a nonprofit fight nonprofit fight organization. Okay, That's so where's the money going to? How's the money going to be generated? To how's it going to How's so it going to be generated? Yes, sponsorships, so, TV deals. But you got to understand in the business, like who's gonna who's gonna be working this thing? Like you got to get paid somehow. They, they have, from what I read, I can pull it up in a second, but mm-hmm. it's uh, investors from investors, managers, athletes, all either pooling money in or helping set this up from the NFL. From mm-hmm. NBA mm-hmm. and uh, MMA, obviously, mm-hmm. there's several MMA champions involved. Yeah, and basically, what they're trying to do, which is what I was mentioning to you earlier like, about it, the IMMAF, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which already exists and is already generating money and mm-hmm. is already self-sufficient, and it's only amateurs. The amateurs aren't even making any money. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know. Do you do you know what the IMMAF is? I'm not familiar. So basically, it's like it's exactly actually how the WLF, WLF, yeah, mm-hmm. WLF is is doing their thing. So mm-hmm. how it works is each country has up to a minimum of eight teams. You can have three people per weight class. Uh, I write that right. Mm-hmm. And so if I if I remember the numbers correctly, that's 288 fighters per country, mm-hmm. right? So if it's 200 or is it not, is it per country or per, I think it's per uh, group of people. So they're doing like uh, the Asi- Asianic group, uh, North and South American group. Mm-hmm. There's like different groups, African like groups. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so then what happens is uh, they is do it, it. Is it based on where you're from or where you're training? I, that I'm not sure too. about. Yeah. Um, that I'm not sure about. Um, and I didn't see any details about that in there, but um what I did notice, though, is like I said, it's it's the same format. So how the IMMAF does it is they have national tournaments mm-hmm. where people from that weight class will go represent kind of like how IFMA oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Like IFMA. And exactly like IFMA. OK. And so uh, for those who don't know, IFMA is the Muay Thai only version of what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll send people based on weight class to a country. They'll have national tournaments first, decides who is going to be on the team. And then they go use those people that won. And go against, let's say, another region. And then you'll have, like, Europe versus, you know, North America. Gotcha. Right? So, you think do you think this league is going to compete with the UFC or Bellator or any other league? Yes. And here's why. Because of all the other incentives that they're adding. First of all, if you're on the team, you automatically get health insurance. You automatically get a salary, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how much that salary is. And they pay for anywhere you're traveling, anything you have to do. And... You get fights, whether it's part of the season, whether it's one-off fights. Everybody's fighting. I don't think. That's let me tell you why. A, those are a so lot by of def- by default, fighters that go there are automatically getting things that they're not getting from the UFC. So one of two things is going to happen. If this company stays afloat, I think for four to five years, mm-hmm. the UFC has to change their business model, or they're going to go out of business. Why? No. Absolutely. Well, why wouldn't Why wouldn't a fighter go there if if you're a popular fighter? Let's say you're a Conor McGregor mm-hmm. and you go to this organization and you end up being one of the top fighters, right? In this right. organization. Right. Number you get to keep your name, likeness. Remember how we were talking before True. about the UFC? So right. you get to keep all of that. So you yeah. can profit off of anything that has your name on it. So if you're let's say you're a Conor McGregor, you're going to this league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the UFC, you can make $100 million in the UFC. There's select few people that make that much money. But it's like one or two people. Exactly. No, but I'm saying you can make a lot of money. So yeah. three people can make that much money. So let's say, no, not necessarily. But I'm just saying, like, let's say the top five or top 10 in the UFC go mm-hmm. in there and their value is so high and it's it's open when you go to UFC. You can make whatever you know amount of money you can make. You know what I mean? Well, well like you say, what you negotiate. Negoti- what you negotiate. Right. So if you go here, you're you have a ceiling now you're an employee you're not a sub you're not that's a, not true so that's you say you get a salary then you're not no on top of you get, you a, get a, a base second, salary right? and then you get paid per fight oh that's pretty good yeah that's pretty dope yeah 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 it's not just the salary like it's not just thirty thousand okay. and you just fight okay yeah yeah, yeah okay. it's that's pretty it's, dope you get the base salary and then you get paid mm. for your name and likeness every time hey, they use it any, I any support it. and that's not dope. only this that's, not only this mm-hmm. and this is details I got mm-hmm. from somebody I won't name name them. 
if any promotion or any news outlet, anything like that, pulls your footage, you get paid for it. They have to pay you for it. Only thing I'll say, So if bro, you knock somebody out and you're a high caliber fighter and yeah. ESPN wants to post it, they pay the promotion for it, but then you get residuals from them paying the promotion for Only it. Only thing I would say, bro, anything that sounds too good to be true is not going to be true. Well, I, I, I'm I'm yeah, one that's going to have here. faith. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to have faith like, in it. Too good to I'm going to have faith in it because I want it to work. Yeah. And I'm willing to, to give it a try and see mm-hmm. how it's going to work. I'm not just going to downplay it right off the bat. But I want to see it. I want to see it do well because I think that the UFC needs better competition. For sure. And if this yeah. works out three to four years, five years, I mean, four to five years, the UFC has to change its business model. Otherwise, a lot of fighters are going to be choosing to go there and keep their name and likeness, make all this money and have insurance, which is something they don't have with the UFC. We'll see, bro. I mean, it sounds good, but we'll see until, you know, everything sounds good until that business model rolls out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It sounds good on paper. I yeah, agree. I'm a little bit skeptical too. If someone gets injured and say like they tear their ACL, mm-hmm. you're out for a year. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be taking a salary during that entire year? Yeah, the salary is not that much. I can't okay. say how much it is because that was confidential information that I was given. What it's crazy, but that's the thing. If you're not, if you're injured and you're out for like a year or a good chunk of time and you're not fighting, mm-hmm. is it fair to keep you on that team instead of letting? But you're you not. Leave? But you're not technically on the team that's going out and competing. You're still a part of oh, the okay. team I see, I see. for the country, but you're not going anywhere to fight. And that's how those oh, like one-off fights happen. Where if you're not, if you didn't go when they had the the. North American championships or they had the the world championships or whatever, you didn't get a chance to go. You can still have one off fights with other people who maybe didn't make it. Hey, it sounds good, bro. Yeah. It, we'll see. Yeah, you have a point though. How is that sustainable? That's what I'm saying. Like, like you gotta start generating not, what revenue are you gonna be generating in to make that thing like that engine run like what, that. I think you're missing the main point, which is how much money is actually generated from the UFC based on how much they're giving out? Yes, literally everything. But makes you gotta money. understand though, all the clips that they show on ESPN, UFC's making money from yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Every with you. stream that they but have, the UFC's making, and they're not they're not dis- dispersing that. Uncle Hendo's talking. Uncle, I'm just Uncle saying Hendo's they're talking. not dispersing that effectively. If they did, yes. then the fighters would be making just as much, if not more, than yes, this Sunny. organization. You're right about that. But you're looking at a, a business model that's you know matured throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Any any business starting up, that's the hardest part of the business, starting to get that thing moving, mm-hmm. to get the chains moving, to generating revenue. Mm-hmm. How are you going to generate revenue? I don't give a fuck you go to church. Church is a business, bro. Mm-hmm. You got to generate revenue to, to to keep that thing afloat. Sure. How are you going to generate revenue and give life insurance, give uh, give mom and dad a car because they're cool, they're the fighter, and give the kids uh, fucking Christmas presents. It's not then we then give guy. you fucking yeah, full <laughs> fucking thing, bro. There's a lot going out. Investors that are involved yes. in this, right? Yeah. Bro, there's From a lot the going NFL. out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, but there's a lot of money going out, bro. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start? tell you, I'm gonna tell you something right now that a lot of people don't know about specifically about IMMAF, and this is another reason why the UFC is not paying their fighters well. The UFC right now, as we speak, is trying to give the Caribbean as a whole, individual countries, but the Caribbean as a whole, individual countries $5 million a piece. Do you know why? To to create gyms, to have the people in those countries uh, starting to learn martial arts yes. so that they're creating the funnel for the fighters to go to the UFC. But what they're now doing... Do you know why, though? Why the Caribbean in particular? Well, that's what they're doing now because it's not... It's not fully part of the federation. Do you Most know why, of the though? world is. The Caribbean yeah. is not. And certain parts of Africa are not. Do you know why, though? Why? We call that a tax write-off. 
You say that, but it's sure, yeah, it's a tax write-off, but it's also <laughs> helping them build a funnel to create fighters that are going to end up in the UFC. For sure. But what I'm saying is this funnel that they've created using this type of, of system that the IMMAF has already, mm-hmm. the WLF already is basically making the professional version of that. And so you're Damn. now they have a direct pipeline from going from amateur mm-hmm. straight to professional in the exact same style that they already used to, which is representing their country okay. and fighting against the people in their general area and then against their region and then against the world. Bro, I, like I say, I hate to be the negative one, and but I don't see how this is going to work, man. Like you got to we'll generate some type of years, revenue, I bro. I like Money. the model. I like the business. It's model. good. You know, it really it's good, does though. treat their fighters very well and they are going to get a lot obviously the top contenders in UFC are not going to jump ship right because no not right away definitely not yeah yeah but you are going to end up attracting a lot of up and coming amateur fighters that are going to really fight to keep their position for sure Mm -hmm. but the thing is though you got to understand you guys are focusing on the fighters how are you going to generate revenue do you understand what I, I'm saying? I, I already. So yeah, you, you're looking at it from know. a fighter standpoint. No, I already looked but hold at on, it. Hold on, hold on. What I'm saying though, you're looking at it from a spider, a, a fighter standpoint. Oh yeah, you go train and you get this as a fighter. Mm-hmm. But to enter, to have that platform, you gotta generate revenue. So, so who sale, are you gonna have? Pay-per-views, sponsorships, marketing, so can I, all that. I can give you one who, example. Who, what, you one what's what's gonna switch you from the UFC that you're comfortable with already? Mm-hmm. To to another platform that nobody knows or no names that you know Can I already. Give you an example. Yes. The PFL. PFL. The PFL, the PFL is doing a a, a a solely American version of that business model. No, because people most lot of there's a lot but of fighters. Are. There's a and lot of fighters. More money. There's a lot of fighters on the PFL that you already know from retired from the UFC sure. or from Bellator. There's a or whatever lot of fighters like that. that we have no idea about. Lance Palmer is one example. Yeah. He won two million dollars. Nobody knows who the fuck Lance Palmer is. Yeah. But he made two million dollars for sure. The anybody, all these people in these different weight classes, look, all made a million dollars for each but season. Is the PFL giving you fucking uh, life insurance and, and they don't and, give you and, life insurance, give, all that they stuff? They don't give you health insurance. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. But, but what I'm saying to you is, these fighters, it's possible because they're on regular TV. If it's possible, they would begin it. It's all, it exists. The PFL exists. No, I'm saying though, all the stuff that they're giving you in the back end. Like what you like mentioned, health insurance, salary. Health insurance right. salary, and all that. Okay, a two sw- million dollar payout one time. For a certain number of fighters, over two this years, over two. That's that's a lot of money. But not every single time they fight. For the people who who win the, the and you're getting paid up until, bro. So you're getting paid. I like, hey, like I said, six hundred uh, sixty thousand, sixty thousand. I'm not trying to fight. be the negative person. And then if you You'll win see, though. the finals, uh-huh. we'll the see. the winner gets one million, the loser gets yeah. two hundred fifty thousand. I did, okay. and it's yeah. for each weight class. Hey. So you have okay. uh, featherweight, lightweight. Welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. That's in one country. And no, and that's just because they're doing it in America. Yeah. We'll see. And they can fund it here. We'll see, bro. So if you have people like the countries of of, of Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, they yeah. got they throwing money away. That's true. Absolutely. China, China would. These are people who invest in this, sure. right? All right. I'm sure China's investing in it as well. So like, yeah. you got all these co- but these are countries they that have profit though. It's not going to be about profit in the beginning. We already know that. For They're sure. going to take a loss pro- probably sure. about the first three years, four years. Far more than that. But if it becomes successful, it's done. We'll see. We'll see. Good shit, though. Um, Now, this is something I know you want to talk a little bit about. Mm-mm-mm. Luke Rockhold no. <laughs> says that uh, Israel Adesanya and Kamara Usman had an opportunity to help 
the fellow African brother, Francis Ngannou, uh, when he was shelved by the UFC for speaking out. For sure. About his pay. For sure. And how they treated him. Of course. What do you have to say about this, Courtney? You got... And Michelle, I want to hear different... what you got to say about this, too, because yeah. I know. I know, I know a lot about what's going on behind the scenes, and people don't understand you got, you got the the outer layer of the UFC, the fighters, your favorite fighters. Then there's a whole nother beast that goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You guys don't even know. They don't even understand the half of it, yeah. a third of it, a 10% of it. Mm-hmm. It it's a whole nother beast going behind that scenes. You know what I mean? What can, and, what can uh, you tell us about it, Courtney? I mean, I, I know, but only, what can you tell us about it? It ain't pretty. That's all I'm going to say. Would it justify what's been going on, though? What, like what's what's going on with like and does what, it justify it and, oh for sure it, you think it justifies it no they don't justify it but, but you every you see it the reason that you know all these fighters complaining you know but it's it's not even about ufc to dana white it's just the whole industry is jacked up it's okay. all of it okay it's all of it it's yeah. not just dana white's fault it's all of it as a, a conglomerate mm. and believe me i know everything not everything everything <laughs> it's a mess bro it's it's dirty and you know like i was saying like i'm not gonna sit here and spill the beans on a lot of this shit because it's not in my business i don't care i don't profit off of it y'all right. do y'all do what the fuck y'all want yeah but it's not it's not just the ufc it's all it's the it's the fighters it's the coaches it's the it's everybody everybody's dirty everybody's doing dirty shit to each other organizations doing dirty shit to each other it's it's pretty nasty yeah. that's all i'm gonna say the question that I had was when I heard that news, um, why did Ro- Luke Rockhold specifically name those two guys just because they're from the same country? If, if shouldn't he name every single fighter that's in the same because situation? I think he named those two because they're all n- well, they're champions, number one. So they have like higher status in the company. They For can sure. kind of call mm-hmm. their own shots to a certain extent. Yeah. And uh, they they're they all know each other. Like they actually know each other. So he's basically saying, "You guys are friends. You guys didn't try to defend him, right?" In this situation, right. not only are you friends, but you're friends and you're also champions, and you said nothing, yeah, to help him. Because I mean, everybody look, looks out for themselves. It's simple and that's as that. sad. Simple as that. It's really yeah. sad. I mean, they also. I feel like they also have the risk if, if they speak out now. Absolutely. Exactly. Their reputations on the line. Yes. Now. Because now, yeah. if you lose that title, he's not known for keeping his mouth shut. Or he's, he, no. I've heard him bad talk some of his fighters before. Which A lot of them. To me, is insane. Like, if you're like the boss and these are like the people that represent you, if you talk shit about them, that's a representation of you, too. You know? Yeah. You understand. Bang, bang. <laughs> but he doesn't understand for some reason. Yeah. But, but we all know why, like, we know why he's doing it. He's, he's trash talking them so that it can, the the public can then see them as like lower level or not good enough or backing Dana White because he's talking trash about them like oh yeah they don't deserve this X Y Z who Luke no I'm saying uh, Dana White oh Dana White oh yeah yeah and then next thing you know they turn around and it's like oh well the fa- all all the fans are saying this where are you getting this from bro you're not actually as popular as you think you are my guy and then it turns into this whole thing yeah. People don't even understand. I, I know. Hey, I know. Sunni. <laughs> we don't even got. We don't even got to talk about it no more. Yeah, we can leave it at that. <laughs> um, hey, now this one is real interesting. Yeah. Justin Gaethje yeah. says that Charlie Olives, mm-hmm. Charles Oliveira, <laughs> is a quitter. I didn't get that. A quitter. Mm-hmm. How? This. This. This, I, this is what I don't understand. What's that? How can you call someone? First of all, he is the champion right now. 
So put some respect on his name. Wait. I already know what you're going to say. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. He's the champ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the second thing is you're going to call him a quitter when in that fight where he won the title, he got rocked. He got hurt. He lost that round, then came back in the second round and knocked out the person who just did that to him. Yeah. So how can you call him a quitter if he got beat up in the first round and then came back in the second round and finished that guy? I agree. He's not a quitter. He was talking shit. The funny thing is, he used that fight and that example to prove his point. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's not thinking right. I think, you know, I love you, Justin, but you might have taken a little bit too many punches to the head. Yeah, on that one, yeah, because he's not a quitter. I do understand where he's coming from to a certain extent. If Mm -hmm. he would have used different examples, like. Uh, I think it was Paul Felder who fought him. He got he elbowed him in the head and mm-hmm. he kind of turned away mm-hmm. and like, okay, you want to yeah. say that? Sure. But people change. And so if but, maybe he was a quitter at one they, point. But they, well, he has a he's is coming as justified then. How was it justified? Because he quit before. I don't think yeah, that, that but it's but not that's, consistent. He's changed. Right. If you change, bro, that's pattern. like saying you suck at striking because you sucked at striking three years ago, but right now you're the champion in, in Muay Thai. That doesn't you can't say nah, that. It nah, doesn't make I disagree. sense. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. If you've changed, how can you say that? How can you conti- how can you hold somebody to an old standard? Because he's saying that in that situation he quit in the past. In the past. Right. And he was put in the same situation. Yeah. In his last fight, his yeah. most recent fight. Oh, uh, tomorrow was Michael Chandler? Yeah, Michael Chandler. I just explained this. Uh, he was putting that exact the first round he lost. Yeah. He was in the corner getting smashed in the corner by Michael Chandler. Almost yeah. got finished. Then came back in the second round and knocked Michael Chandler out. Yeah. So how can you That's call somebody quitting. a quitter? That's, That's not, not quitting. quitting. Most fighters, know. if you do that to them in the first round, it's gonna continue to the uh, second, to the third, especially with somebody like Michael Chandler, because he's gonna put pressure on you, which he yeah. did. Yeah. And he got caught. Yeah, I don't think and he's beat a up. I don't I don't think he's a quitter. I don't think he's a quitter. Yeah. You can't say that about somebody. But, you know, like I said, it's fighting. It's personal. They don't like each other. Yeah, it, it well, probably, you know. Maybe he was saying it for, you know, to draw some attention. That's also yeah. possibly true. Just talking shit to talk shit. Yeah. That's also possibly true. I love your hair today. Just to let you know that, too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I washed it this morning. There you go. <laughs> doing it. You doing it. <laughs> um, But how do you now? But you think that Dustin Poirier is going to beat Oliveira? Yes. You think that's, I mean, we already said, you said you think it's going to be easy. Uh, I won't say it's easy, but I'll say third round TKO. Okay. Michelle? I don't know. I haven't watched enough of their fights. I've watched Justin Poirier, but I haven't watched Oliveira enough. Okay. To, that's fair. Yeah. You don't I'm not willing to. to put money like you guys do. I'm not you willing to need to. Are we, we, we been on that? <laughs> nah, because I'm going for, for Dustin too. Oh, okay. Never mind. Oh, okay. I mean, there is a chance that Oliveira could win, but I'm going for Dustin. I want to see Dustin win the belt. Why do you think just Dustin will win? Uh, I think he hits way harder. Yep. Um, I think he puts good pressure. Yep. And a lot of fighters fold under that pressure and under that power. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Oliveira would be able to take advantage of his jiu-jitsu. Because yep. I think his jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. is better than Dustin's, but I don't see how he's going to be able to get Dustin in a position to Do use you, that jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. So stand up if it's going to end up being a stand-up fight, I'm going to pick Dustin. Absolutely. Just based on the fact that yeah. he has... The harder punches. Um, more, I think that Oliveira has probably more variety in strikes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Dustin's hands, yeah, nasty. Yeah, he's so, good. He's yeah. catch him coming in too if he tries it. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, now this one's a little bit interesting. Leon Edwards called out Masvidal, <laughs> but then Masvidal got knocked out by Kamaru Usman, mm-hmm. knockout of the year, crazy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and then. <laughs> 
Masvidal says, okay, I'm ready to fight you now. And Leon's like, nah, bro. You on a two-fight losing streak? Stay away from me. (laughs) How the ties change. So what do you guys think about that? I don't know. Because, like, from the way I saw it, especially with the fight that happened. Remember that fight that happened backstage two years ago? Two-piece and a biscuit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for those people who didn't know. uh, Two-piece and a soda. Two-piece and a soda, whatever. Two-piece and a soda. (laughs) He won already. (laughs) He's won it against Leon. (laughs) He won it all already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it seemed like a personal thing. And now he's saying, oh, it's not a personal. I just want the top guy. Well, I mean... What you know, it's hard to explain what's going on in that guy's head, yeah. But it seemed like it was a personal thing between him and Masvidal, it did seem like that at the time, yeah. But he's gonna do that to the, the next top contender, nah, he, he, no, I, he's justified. I think he's right 100%. Yeah. He's you know, at first he was on the bottom, his his value wasn't up. Masvidal was the shit at the time, yeah. yeah. He lost a couple fights now. He's uh, uh, Leon is on, uh, you know, kind of, I was he's, he, I think he's number two, number two right? Yeah. So now, like he be he's taking a number back. three. I think Gilbert Burns might be ahead of him. Yeah, he might be going. It might be number three or number two. Yeah. So now he's taking a, a step back if he fights uh, Masvidal. That's true. Exactly for sure. Exactly. So, so I mean, it is and things, getting revenge is, is not is not worth it yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I don't. I think he did the right. But thing I say I think it's that. a good money fight though. It is a good money fight. You can but sell other people. I think you hype it up and make it a personal thing to sell more tickets. Yeah. That would make it a win for both of them. Really. But. Yeah, as far as if he's trying to protect his ranking, that's not a good idea. Yeah, if he's not trying to shoot for Bro, a, if you about to fight for the belt, yeah, what are you fighting Masvidal for? Yeah, you're just wasting yeah, my time. Yeah, yeah. wasting exactly. my time. But but you got to humble you, yourself I'm sometimes. You I guess what, I'm gonna tell you what could happen. Mm-hmm. What could happen is Gilbert Burns been fighting. He's trying to get a fight. He's mm-hmm. been calling everybody out. Yeah. So the UFC might put pressure on Leon to fight Gilbert Burns. That's a hard fight. That's for a him. hard fight. Very hard fight for That's him. That's a very hard fight. I don't know who's gonna win that because they both skilled, but yeah. I don't know. So now either A, if he waits and Gilbert Burns fights somebody else after he just Ooh. fought Wonder Boy, he's next. Yeah. After Kobe. Yep. Cause he fought two people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Versus Leon, who's like, Oh, I'm not fighting anybody, I'm gonna just sit on the side. He's gonna get passed over again. Bro, watch that happen too. It probably will. It's gonna happen just it like how you just will. said it. Yep, one hundred percent. Damn. Then, then Gilbert Burns is gonna win. You gonna win the title? Yeah. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Gilbert Burns is beating yeah, Usman though. Yeah, I don't think he's he almost Usman. beat him the first time, but I don't know. He got close. He did get close. But Usman, you know, part of a champion right there. He 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 pulled through. He did. He pulled through. But who knows? We'll see. Now, uh, this one I'm sure is gonna we will probably branch off into a bunch of different topics, but. One FC is having uh, an interesting fight card. Yep. Uh, the main event for this is Demetrius Johnson mm-hmm. versus Rod Tang. Ooh. Now, for yeah. those who don't know about Rod Tang, Lord have mercy, nasty he fight. is one of the nastiest oh my strikers God. I've ever seen. I'm praying, especially for at that weight class. Like he's a monster. Yeah. And so they're doing a special rules fight. Yeah. So they're rotating the rounds between Muay Thai, MMA, Muay Thai, MMA. It's only four rounds. I don't like it. And the first round, obviously, mm-hmm. is Muay Thai. <sighs> what do you guys think is going to happen about here? Michelle, you it's, go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm torn on this one. This one I can actually speak to because, you know, I know a little bit about each about each one. Mm-hmm. But more so about Muay Thai. So Rateng, he has like, what, 300-something fights. Yes. Yeah. He's insane. He's also very young. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's what is he, like 24 or something? He's, yeah, 24, 25. Yeah. He's already got like 300-something fights. Mm-hmm. So he's in his prime. You know, Muay Thai is his specialty. Striking is his specialty. That means every single round, 
that he has. He can use something that he's good at. Demetrius Johnson, however, is a little bit older. You know, he's he's been through quite a bit, quite a few wars, mm-hmm. and you know, he does his striking's not bad. But you know, as far as him trying to use advantage of jujitsu, he can only do it in two out of the four rounds. Mm-hmm. But that also means that if Demetrius Johnson can use grappling in two out of those four rounds, those are two out of the four rounds that Rotang has a disadvantage in. Yep. So I'm torn. I don't know. Like, like when you look at the numbers and you take those things into consideration, it really does make it a really tough fight to predict. I think uh, that was a really good breakdown. It I don't is. Even have nothing it to is. say about that one. <laughs> it is. You're right. And, yeah. and that's why I don't like the way it is. I don't like it. I don't like it. Either you're going to fight Muay Thai or do and, MMA. And my question is, why four, not five rounds? Because then someone would have an advantage of having an extra yeah. round. Like it would be the fifth round would be MMA again. Bro. Yeah, and so then, that. well, they don't want to give an advantage to to Demetrius Johnson. Mm. I yeah, tell you one thing, really though. Hard to score then. Yeah, I tell you one thing, though. Damn, it would be because uh, what yeah. if the if it goes four rounds? Yeah. And Rod Tang wins the rounds where it's MMA or uh, mm-hmm. uh, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. and Demetrius Johnson yeah. wins. The, but I think if Demetrius Johnson gets him down, he's gonna sub him. Bro, if he's, he's gonna get a sub, because yeah. Rod Tang, I don't think he really knows jujitsu. His takedown defense is good, but yeah, jujitsu is not good. I tell you one thing. He's also kind of crazy. I'm a pray for Oh, yeah. yeah. He's very... He's, I'm not kind of. Yeah. I'm a pray for Demetrius. He blocks huh? punches with his face. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pray for, I'm a pray for Demetrius. That's that's the only thing, bro. If he gets out of that round, he might win the fight because he's going to submit him. He gets him to the ground. Demetrius yeah. Johnson is like amazing on the ground. Yeah. He can do some crazy shit that you've never seen before. He might get, he might submit him. Yeah. But yeah. if he get out of that first round, that's the only thing. He got to get out of that first bro, round. Bro, <laughs> oh, my God. The thing is probably... Yeah. If I was, you know... I mean... The smart thing to wondering. do would be try to finish him in that first round. Oh, know, he will. Yeah, I think he might get finished that first round. To, to Michelle, do you, you do you know if it's three round, three, uh, three minutes or five minutes? Ooh, I think I it's know. three minutes. I think uh, three minutes. Three. I think it's th- actually, okay. That's three that's, minutes, that's, yeah. that's helping Demetrius Johnson a little bit, bro. And I don't think so, bro. Three minutes versus five My striking God. for the first round. Boy, that's gonna help him a little bit, bro. That dude is an. He is. He's scary, bro. Nasty. Yeah, man. Three minutes. Three minutes. All rounds are three minutes. Yeah, all rounds are three minutes. So that that helps Demetrius Johnson because it's it's two minutes two minutes less. You know what he's gonna do? Uh, Shoot! He better shoot and clinch. He better, bro. He can't even really clinch though, bro. Yeah, Demetrius is gonna take him down. Well, no, I'm saying. No, Demetrius can't first, clinch really for the first round because I'm sure round. Rotten's clinch is probably better than his. Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. But he probably to me, people will take him down. You can still do take the second round though. Yeah, he better get a takedown. Question like, to you guys. Yes. As yeah. a fighter going through the fight, is it hard to like switch up rules? Like you're in a That's fight. That's the you other thing. Yep. Yeah. Like, what's to stop you from like third round, like shooting a takedown because you were doing so well before? And, like, I mean, that's true. Maybe yeah. they'll. Maybe the referee will will reiterate that. And if you yeah. shoot for a takedown, then he's gonna like, no, you can't do that. Stand you back up kind of thing so I, I don't know I think uh, Demetrius Johnson might have a better time adjusting to the different rules in each round Rod Tang will probably have a probably difficult won't. time yeah he's never had to do that before has mm-hmm. he he's fought you know, he's MMA never... before right in um, one or maybe he's done like that special rules kind of thing I don't, I don't know so. I've only I'm ever seen sure. him do Muay Thai yeah I don't see Muay Thai I've, yeah same here mm-hmm. I've only seen him do striking I've never seen him do any grappling so that's right. the thing I think if Demetrius Johnson can survive the first round yes Rod Tang then Rod Tang might be in trouble for the second round. Yes. The third and fourth, yeah. I'll see if they even make it to that the, those rounds. But I think that's kind of how it's going to go. If one of them doesn't get knocked out the first round, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think Demetrius is going to get out of that first round. You don't think so? No, sir. Yeah. I think he gets out no, of the sir. first round. You think so? You want best money on it? 
I'm not betting a thousand though. I put some I, money on it. I bet money on that. You know what I bet would fi- predict? Five hundred. I bet you five hundred on that. Five hundred. Give me some. Five hundred. <laughs> I'm not betting at all. Are we betting? Are we betting? Are we? Hold on. Let's let's figure out what we betting on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we betting that he's gonna get out of the first round or win the fight? I'm betting that Demetrius John's gonna win the fight, and he's gonna obviously he's gonna get what? out of the you first round. Going? I think he's gonna get out of the first round, and I think okay. he's gonna win the fight. No, you think he's gonna play safe Absolutely and kind of keep his distance the first round? Probably. I mean, but Rodney's probably gonna chase him, chase him down. Yeah, crazy. but also like if Demetrius, it's gonna be hard for him to get in because any t- if he does try to come in, he could end up eating a knee. Like it's possible. Rodney might end up catching him in the second round, knowing oh he's gonna God. try to submission. It's possible. He's not gonna win that fight. I think Demetrius is gonna win. He, so you think Rodney's gonna win? Yep. Okay. Oh, oh, we bet 500. Been, I can't do 1,000. I bet 500. We bet 500 on. It's still 1,000. Nah, bro. It's still 1,000. I just I just want to get half my money back. You know what I'm no, no. We already made a bet. And, and we're going to do it. So we got two bets. So let's do. Okay. Let's do let's do 1,000, bro. Let's go do, do 1,000. All right, man. We'll do 1,000. $1, just remember that you asked for this. So if I win, <laughs> I want all my money. Hey. So we're betting. I'm betting 1,000. So we got this documented. Michelle, you're here. Yep, I'm a witness. One thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. You're betting on Rod Tang, and you betting on <laughs> Demetrius Johnson just to win the fight. Completely. Just win the fight. I got that. All right. All right. All right. We Bro, shook on why it would you even bet this? You'll see, dude. I'm recording this fight. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> but Rod it, Tang, he has the first round, motion. bro. I know he does. <laughs> How could Bro, he's gonna get rushed and get his head. Decapitated. We will, we will see in the first round. We will then he's see. gonna be hurt already in the first round. Then he goes to the second round. He's gonna try to do uh, take him down. We, you guess what? Rotten's gonna do what? Gonna practice on uh, take down defense. That's the only thing he's of gonna course. do. Of course. So he'll be able to survive the second round. They're going to the third round. Demetrius Johnson's gonna be already tired. And this is not UFC. This is one FC. So he already got his ass whipped by a uh, <laughs> mediocre fighter already. Striker. Demetrius Johnson. You just call Adrian what? Who? Which mediocre fight are you talking about? The champion. You just call the champion mediocre. What you tripping? You can, you compared to Rod Tang, he's not mediocre compared to Rod Tang. He's an MMA fighter. Striking though, bro. It's not striking specialist. Is what you're trying to say. I see what you're trying to say. Uh, so then, don't call him mediocre. Just say that Rod Tang is better than striking. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I gotta stop saying that because these people on, see, on, on, on Instagram. I am here. I'm trying to keep yes. these fights from happening. Yes. I'm a referee in this one. Yes. Okay? Yes, you're right. I'm sorry because some people might yeah, yeah, interpret yeah. it that different. You know, I'll be like, oh, this motherfucker. I hear nothing. You chop this damn clip up. I right. hear these motherfuckers, boy. They'll take the little smallest thing. Yeah, they will. You're right. But yeah, he's not a mediocre striker. He's definitely dope. But Bro, Rod. Oh my God, Rod Tang is a beast. He's a beast. I'm not he's disagreeing. I've seen on Muay Thai. I'm not disagreeing with you. And I'm he, just saying I think bro, Demetrius can pull it off. He man. Has, he's fighting for a country. He is. Yeah, but I want my thousand dollars in ones, baby. Nah, I'm not doing well, how, ones. How old is Demetrius dollars. Johnson? How old is 35, 35, 36, something okay. like that. Oh my so, God, bro. No, I mean, I hate sir. to say it, but sometimes age does play a part. I'm sure it does. One thousand dollars. I'm still rooting for my man. One thousand dollars in ones, bro. I'm rooting for my man. That's all I want. This is easy, bro. This is like easy money. Just remember, yeah, I can't wait. Tang's on our EPO, bro. Bro, he's <laughs> on everything. Yeah, he is probably. He's on, on everything. everything. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But, but, I just want to say this, Chris. When we cut these clips, and Demetrius Johnson wins, <laughs> I'm gonna cut this clip right here, and I'm gonna put a picture of Demetrius Johnson with his hand raised. Go ahead. But if I lose, then, you know, I got to do the same. So, my God. 
Oh man, just Demetrius Johnson gonna it's get out that be a first round. It's close guys. It could, it could really go either way. Yeah, I think, especially with the rules like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, I think there's also potential for it to be a draw. There's four rounds. It could nah. be. I don't. Yeah. I don't nah. see it going. Ain't gonna be no Somebody's draw. gonna get a finish though. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't I'm see it going to so. decision. But if they're too respectful with each other in the first and second round, Rotang like, ain't God. respecting yeah. shit. I, you, <laughs> you already know that motherfucker gonna come out there swinging crazy. Bro. That's true. But the first round though, does he do that every single? Knowing that he could get taken down in the second yeah, round, true. he's yeah, definitely gonna come out swinging. Rotting is yeah. one of the little baby uh, uh, Thai kids, been like you know, baby. <laughs> yeah. you know, bro, come on. Can we just talk about this for a second? Shit, Muay Thai bro. fighters like three, four hundred fights under their belts. Yeah, 1, compared to MMA fighters that are like 20, 30 fights maybe. One yeah. thousand. Like, but but it's crazy but that also, they're making pennies versus guys are that have only fought number one thousand promotion. We've talked yeah. we've talked about this about about yeah. Muay Thai fighters not making enough money before. Yeah. And kickboxing fighters not making enough money before. It's about marketing. The yeah. reason why the UFC can pay these guys this much, the reason why Bellator can pay these guys this much is because they have they they have the ability to market it so that people want to watch it. You sound like Uncle Hendo right now. I love you. But it's true. I I love it's true. Yeah, it's point. true. The more visibility you have for a particular sport, the more fans you'll reach. Mm-hmm. Right. And you Muay Thai still Fairly unknown. <laughs> they learned some in these conversations. This segues perfectly into the next topic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, which is oh uh, yeah, more time kickboxing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, one kickboxing uh, uh, organization that did pretty well, uh, or at least yeah, Glory yeah. Kickboxing. Yeah. You know they, but it was like it was kind of like a fancy affair, mm-hmm. you know, Glory Kickboxing. But I don't know how much each fighter got paid. They I weren't really getting paid was, that much, according yeah. to what what Israel Adesanya was saying. They weren't getting paid as much. Not compared to the UFC. Yeah, like uh, Izzy said, he was getting paid more fighting in China than he was getting paid fighting in Glory. Oh yeah, but Glory was like love the the fighting sports. I yeah. heard some crazy yeah. things about those organizations though. But we're gonna talk about that some other time. <laughs> about the organizations in China. Whew. It's gotta be off the record. I mean, well, yeah, he. I mean, Izzy said it that they tried to set him up a few times, but he still won Bro, the fights anyway. I heard some crazy shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a different world over there. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but let's, you know, we'll come back to it. Why? Why is it? And Courtney and I have talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I want your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Muay Thai and kickboxing is not more popular in the United States considering people watch MMA mostly for the striking. Like mm-hmm. in the United States, people care a lot about boxing. You watch boxing, people watch mm-hmm. MMA and they like when guys are striking. So why is it that they don't like kickboxing in Muay Thai? Uh, I don't think that it's that they don't like kickboxing as much. I think it's, and you know, that's hard. it's hard for me to say because... You know, I don't know enough about the history of boxing to really be able to compare either. Like, I know mm-hmm. boxing's been around for a long time. There's a big, there's a lot of really, really high-paid boxers out there that mm-hmm. are making millions, but there's also boxers that aren't really making that much either. That's true. So, but when it comes to Muay Thai, it's, I don't know a single Muay Thai fighter that has made more than a million dollars, even half a million dollars off of one fight. Off of one fight, yeah. Yeah, and it's partly what you said. There's not a lot of marketing mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of organizations that have the funding to market mm-hmm. their fights, their promotions, and it's difficult. Like if you don't have investors, if you don't have like a cash flow that is able to really advertise and get it in everyone's faces, so they want to watch it, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a lot of viewers because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't even know about it. True. So. Mm. I think I think a lot of it has to do with you know the lack of visibility, and I, I don't really know how to fix it. If I did, I feel <laughs> like one, right I feel now. like one is doing a good job of that though. One FC is, yeah. 
because they're because they're they're doing their Muay Thai fights with uh, MMA gloves, so you can't really even tell that it's strictly Muay Thai unless you know Muay Thai, and then you'll notice in the stance that they're clearly not worried about takedowns. Yeah, well, it's growing though; it is growing. Like mm-hmm. if you look at two of the the uh, main uh, American females that are fighting one FC, Janet Todd being one of them, mm-hmm. and, and Jackie, Jackie Buntan, yeah. they're doing very well over mm-hmm. there. I don't think it's yeah. growing though. You don't think it's growing? Think so? Not in our market. In our market, not yeah, not, so not growing much. in our market. No, it's growing not in that market, but that's where its market's at, anyways. That's why it's growing over there. Yeah, because it's overseas. That's it's in Thailand. It's well, an Asian market. Yeah, it's an Asian market. Singapore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Asian market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, they pump a lot of money into that for sure. I don't think it's it's popular in our market yet because it's it's not in our culture. Like you know, if you think about it as a kid. You grew up watching boxing. Now you're starting to grow up watching MMA, mm-hmm. and you don't grow up, you know, watching kickboxing. So nobody really knows about it. What about mm. karate? Well, everybody does karate as a kid. Mm-hmm. But, but they, they don't really any, have any, any. They don't have any, any like any combat. Yeah. things like. But now we got karate combat. You but got people before in, that. There wasn't anything. For you karate. got people in, in the UFC that specialize in karate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Machida, Conor uh, Regger. This okay. This people. is really random, right? Mm-hmm. But since I just mentioned it. This karate combat thing, right? I don't know any of these dudes that's fighting on this thing. Where do they get these guys from? That's number one. Number two, why don't they have people that are actually like good at karate that do MMA, like Lyoto Machida, his brother? Uh, they have a lot of dudes at their academy that do karate. Why don't they have those guys go over to karate combat and fight? That's a good question. Because I feel like they would probably fuck a lot of those dudes up. Do you think they would pay them enough to fight in this type of... I don't even know how much those guys get paid in karate combat. I think. You know what I think? I think it's not part of the system. You know what I mean? What's not part of the system? Like karate. It's not like a... It's not one of those main martial arts that people are actually really train. At Leoto's it is. That's why I was specifically For sure. talking about him. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like even when I started like trying to train, you know yeah. what I mean? You go to an MMA gym, they're not offering karate. They're only offering jiu-jitsu, boxing, some kickboxing, mm-hmm. and some other shit. But in that, nobody Sometimes offers karate. There's no Muay Thai. There's no Muay Thai. It's, it's rare, at least growing up. I didn't even hear about Muay Thai. There's no Muay Thai gyms in anywhere that I knew of. Yeah. That nobody I offers even that. drive by to even figure out, oh, what, or even see it. Be mm-hmm. like, oh, what is that? You know? But it's you, only recently that I'm seeing a lot of um, gyms that offer Muay Thai or Muay Thai-specific gyms pop mm-hmm. up around here. Why do you think they uh, they offer jujitsu? Why do you think jujitsu became popular? Why UFC? Yeah, that's, that's why they offer Horace it now. Gracie. Yep, yep, yep. Because Horace Gracie came, he changed the game. He yeah. completely changed the game in MMA. He he was killing everybody in jujitsu. Yeah, so people mm-hmm. had to adapt to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Nobody's killing each other in, in uh, at Muay Thai or kickboxing. You know what I mean? But they are. Uh, there's some crazy Muay Thai not, fights. Not, yeah, yeah, there are. I'm not telling nobody. But, but not in, took in, over the whole game. Like you had to, bro. bro. Shit, Anderson? No, yeah. no, not even Jose that. Aldo? No, no, not what? even that. Bro, Horse Gracie was beating everybody, yeah. like just for years. For years. Not like, it okay, wasn't you even get, that many years. It was up until UFC 3 and he started getting slammed on his head by Ken Shamrock. Go ahead. Go ahead <laughs> and cut. Go ahead and cut like, this, Chris. A, a fight because recently? this is the same shit Not he recently. was talking about. Like, Horse BJ Penn. Yeah. Uh, Horse Gracie. The last time I remember him fighting was Bellator something. I don't remember. But go ahead and cut, cut this up. Just like how you say BJ Penn, everybody eat your ass live in those comments. What did I say? <laughs> you saw he wasn't beating anybody for it. It was only like. I said after UFC 3. He started getting slammed on his head by Ken Shamrock. That is a my fact. Guy. My guy. That is a fact. He was not winning anymore listen, in the UFC after that. Listen, 
he changed the game. Everybody had to, everybody had to go adapt to learn uh, uh, jujitsu because he was beating everybody. He's he dominant. I agree yeah. with that. You know what I mean? So Bro, that's I am, what I'm saying. I am, I am. But there's no other martial arts that was that dominant that I remember. You know, you know that was that's that true. dominant. Yeah. That you had to go learn that martial arts until wrestling. Right, right yeah, after, yeah. and then everybody. But had to learn was around wrestling. already. But it wasn't. It wasn't as popular in as far as like MMA is concerned until. Ken Shamrock until Mark Coleman until Tito Ortiz and those dudes started slamming people on their heads and elbowing them on the floor. But there was well, already people like wrestling's popular as a sport because I mean it's that's what I'm saying stuff like that's what I'm saying yeah yeah yeah. But I mean yeah. as far as like fighting is concerned, you yeah. had to learn it at that point. Otherwise, you're gonna get taken down and beat up. But it's not like it wasn't like jujitsu still. It wasn't that dominant of a, a, a I think it was, bro. Especially at the time around where GSP was. Especially around the time where GSP was. Because you had Matt Hughes destroyed Horace Gracie the, the, the time they fought. But that yeah. wasn't jiu-jitsu. He Anderson, took him down wrestling Anderson, and beat Anderson, the shit Anderson out Silva don't know wrestling. Anderson Silva knows wrestling. People people act like he don't know wrestling, bro. bro come Anderson on. Silva knows wrestling. He stopped Chell Sonnen from he taking him down. He knows wrestling, but he, stopped, he, just, he stopped Dan Henderson from taking him down. Dan Henderson is one of the best wrestlers there is. I'm saying, though, you saying that they... The wrestling was so prominent in the sport that people it changed the game, which is I can see. Yeah, you have to, but learn, you have to wrestling, learn defense too. But you had to learn. You had to master jujitsu. No, I think. Well, okay, can Shamrock so master jujitsu to beat Royce Gracie? No, bro. I'm saying I'm not telling you that. You know, you you won't be able to like win a fight if yeah. you don't do jujitsu. Yeah, I'm saying that you had to learn jujitsu. I think so. As an MMA fighter, people realize the value of having to learn wrestling to be an, MMA, an effective for MMA sure. fighter. Right. But for jujitsu, I think people only learn about jujitsu and how it could be effective after the UFC really started showcasing these jujitsu fighters. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't something that was already big that you could just go to like your your you know high school and be like, oh, I want to take this class. Right. You know, jujitsu. They had to build that foundation to get it out to where people can actually show up to a gym and take the class. Wrestling, you can go to a gym anywhere and find something like that. That's true. Yeah. Um, jiu-jitsu, not so much, and definitely not Muay Thai. No, definitely not Muay Thai. I got sure. lucky a long time ago. There was only one Muay Thai school in my area, and I happened to go there when I was oh, like wow. nine. Yeah, yeah. I got lucky. really lucky. They're more they're they're popping up here and there, especially in San Diego. San yeah, Diego's San Diego's definitely San Diego's a hub of uh, martial, martial arts, arts gyms, but definitely jujitsu. Shout this out to the, the boxing club, Mecca. San Diego's the jiu-jitsu mecca. This is bigger than yeah. Brazil. Really? You think so? 100%. Bigger than Brazil? All the good people from Brazil come to San Diego or Florida. I ain't going to speak on that. They do. I ain't going to talk about no Brazilians. What do you mean? I'm saying say the, the jiu-jitsu community here a, nah, is, better, is better than yeah. Brazil because the people, all the top people nah, that are in that. Brazil, they all want to come to America. And hey, when they come to America. Brazil. Brazil. Courtney <laughs> didn't say that. Man, stop. Uncle Hendo didn't say nothing about y'all. You are right. So they there's, all, a lot, soon. there's like a Gracie gym in every single corner. Every hey. corner. And they all come here. They, too. they get Michelle, their black belts here. <laughs> Michelle and, and Sonya said that. I ain't say and that. And then they, they, op- they come here for the opportunity of, of, of making money through jiu-jitsu. Because yeah. you can't really make money in Brazil from jiu-jitsu. Hey, There's very few people that are making money. Whatever you it's, say, it's expensive. It's difficult to afford right. jujitsu memberships. Okay, especially if you're living in a favela. Whatever you so. say, <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but he does have a point. There is like a, there is a, a, a significant Brazilian community here in San Diego. I mean, weather wise, I, I can exactly. understand it. You know, I'm here too.